Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. See you at the shows. You're listening to a Count Out podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me finally back again <laughs> is my co-host the uh, the other host of this show zach i missed you buddy batista zach how you doing my friend I it's good to have you, you back on the show oh my god i'm i i love all of our other members of our count network but i i miss my old my <laughs> my old reliable host my buddy we had we have we have that that like uh the frequent worker chemistry right yeah like we like we, we we know how this show we we know how this show runs and we can make it a, like we got this it's yeah. just it's our show and we're here we're back uh here to talk about the last leg of our collective special and we're here to talk about some shows that we were interested in during the collective weekend mm-hmm. which which are world on lucha big gay brunch and of course spring break uh, we will be going, I think, in literally reverse order of, as to what I just said. I think so, but, yeah. Uh, we are very excited to be talking about those because those were, I, uh, those were, in my opinion, three of the best shows this weekend. I think they were all very good. Agreed. I think they were all very strong. Uh, Spring Break kind of had a leg up on the competition of being good because it had more nights to be good. This is but, also very true. But we'll get into that uh, because we're going to talk some Spring Break Lucha Brunch, the newest, <laughs> like you said, the spring newest break MTV Lucha Brunch, <laughs> the newest like MTV Teen Beach movie. Exactly. Uh, uh, so we are going to be talking first about uh, Spring Break Parts One and Two. So Zach, how did you feel all around? about spring break did you have any highlights any lowlights what were some uh some good good parts of spring break and what were some less good parts of spring break let's start uh, let's start let's start with part one first part one okay so let's see part one let's yeah let how about let's go over part one here for yeah. the fans. Okay. we got we got uh 
Jay, we got the Briscoes taking on Hate Club and Second Gear Crew in a three-way tag team match for the GCW Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. We got Blake Christian taking on AR Fox. We got Mickey James taking on Alley Catch. Nick Wayne versus Jordan Oliver, Jimmy Lloyd, Gringo Loco, Alex Price, Jack Cartwheel, Ninja Mac in a scramble match. Uh, Joey Janela versus X Pac. John Moxley versus AJ Gray for the GCW World Title and. John Wayne Murdoch versus Alice Cologne for the GCW Ultraviolet Championship. Uh, this is a big boy card, is what it was. Yeah, this this was a heavy hitter card uh, to start off night one. Uh, what were our thoughts? What were the what were your thoughts on this one? Let's see, the first match I remember being like, this was a solid, like you know, a hardcore tornado tag. You know, you 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 got what you were expecting. Pretty much. Yeah, but it it was also kind of weird because Tremont wasn't there, so it was like tag team versus tag team versus Nick Gage. One guy. Right? Yeah, versus one guy who kind of had a partner later yeah. when, Slate, when Slate came out to give him a pizza cutter. I came to really like Slate after Bloodsport, so I was I actually popped for this where before I'd been like, who the fuck is this random guy that just walked out? Oh, he has a pizza cutter now. Oh, he has two. Yeah, Slade, didn't Slade beat the shit out of Vam Sullivan at uh, Planet Death also? Uh, I think so, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, he beat the shit out of him in, like, a gla- a taped glass hand match, I believe it was. It was a Taipei death match. I, I I learned that because I did the, the, the Planet Death episode, the two big death match fans. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout mm. Shouts out to Sean and Lauren. God, that must have been... For te- teaching me about a lot of fun death match facts. Yeah, I... I um, sorry, God. No, I'll say, I didn't know that either. That's That's a fun fact. Yeah, it's a, it's called a Taipei Deathmatch, and it's I don't uh, apparently tape apparently uh, gluing glass to your hands and punching each other in the face is big in Taipei for some reason. But uh, <laughs> this this match uh, this this first match on Spring Break uh, with this this triple this triple threat tag match, uh, it was fine. Fine. Uh, I it wasn't like it wasn't like stunning or like blown blown me away, but it was like good. And the Briscoes winning was okay. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted SGC to win. But I guess it made sense considering uh, part two and yeah. the, clus- the 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 greatest clusterfuck. Yeah, uh, uh, I-, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we uh, all all almost like all of the GCW titles except for maybe one aren't on GCW talent, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Actually, now that you point that out, it is like awesome. I don't know. I I, re- I really would have liked to see SGC go over here and win the tag titles, uh, but. That's just me. I think the Briscoes are also a fine choice to be tag champs, Damn uh, especially especially considering how their match with FTR went at Supercard of Honor. I still gotta watch uh, that. I did watch it, and man, you need to. Um, yeah, it's very very good. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Briscoes are now the GCW uh, tag team champions, and I can't wait to see what matches we get out of them in the future. Mm-hmm. I I know they're already taking on uh, Bussy in. Uh, California for those Ooh, titles. That'll be a good match. Yeah, that's coming up soon. Uh, so that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this, uh, uh, what did you, yeah. What uh, What were your thoughts on the on this tag match? I guess this match was a match for me. It was solid. Like the funniest bit that I loved was the pizza cutter spot. Just because when like, I was like, just because when Gage got his pizza, I'm like, nice. And then Slade just pulls out one of his own, and I'm like, hey, double pizza cutter. It was just a fun spot. Uh, there was some other fun. St- oh, there was the horrible Nick Gage spot with Mance's tongue. Oh God, yeah. Staple his tongue to a door. Pile driver justice through said door. That spot oh. always looks like I'm like you never. I'm like you always end up being the one to t- go through the door more than the guy that you're putting through the door. Yeah, 
And also Mance Warner and his getting his tongue stapled to things. I Mance is Mance. He he knows what he's getting himself into in matches at this point. Yeah. Uh yeah, but that one was fine. Let's let's get into the rest of this card because we got a lot of wrestling to stuck yep. over, so let's All not right. let's not get hung up on one match. Uh we got Blake Christian taking on AR Fox, which was a very good match in my eyes. Uh they did a ton of uh flippy shit, which is exactly what I expected out of these two. It was uh buttery smooth it, as well. Yeah, this match was basically exactly like when you when you hear AR Fox and Blake Christian picture a match between them and it's exactly that like you like it's exactly what you expect out of these two yep pretty much like i i have a little bit here where i like had like highlights for each match for being like hey, you know it's something we can talk about and the first thing i put after this match for highlights was too many to count yeah it, it's, it's a uh, it was a uh buttery smooth spot fest where these two were uh jumping on each other from incredible heights yeah because that's what they that is what they do it's kind of like an old school versus new school flippy shit guy who's really smooth in my opinion like air fox is like an og who's trained so many people and then you've got blake christian who's like the new hot flippy shit dude that's so wild to me that ar fox is considered an old school guy yeah because like i only said because the commentary is like you know air fox hasn't been wrestling a lot lately he's trained a lot of people and he's like older than christian i'm like fuck me it, he's a, he's considered an old school guy. I just looked it up. He's only thirty four, which is wild. Like guess he's, he's still more so like I guess veteran maybe would be a better word for him then. Yeah, I guess he's been wrestling a lot. I, he has wrestled a lot. Yeah, not recently, obviously, but yeah. obviously when he does, obviously when he does, it's good because his match was good. Yeah, I liked his valet too. I forgot what her name was off the top of my head though, but she was in many of the uh, matches here. She she was a little much for me, but like, hey, that's that's a personal opinion. I think she I think she was going a little too hard hyping him up and could have just been like, and could have you know let people focus on the match. But mm-hmm. it was I get it. You, you know, stand out as a manager every once in a while. Yeah, so it's like fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, this yeah. match was really this match was good. I think I think definitely a highlight of this card. Uh, it was a, it was it was great. I think it was in a good spot too in the beginning. I think it got people hyped up for the rest of the card as well. Very true. Uh, uh, and then it was followed by Mickey James and Alley Catch, and this match was weirdly sexual. Yeah, I you have to watch the promo of it if you find this match on the collective like free for some reason you have to watch the promo of this otherwise this match is just weirdly sexual for no reason whatsoever it's literally it was was very very it it got it was it was there it was good though i think it was was good good. yeah it's just that there were like several points in this in this show this match and an the entire gay brunch where I was like, it was like they took Faye Jackson's the sexual energy of the sweatpants battle royal and they just put it in gay brunch and this match for some reason. Yeah, this match was a lot. Uh but I think I think there was a story being told and it was like it felt like Alley Catch was going through like you know like when uh like it kinda felt to me that Alley Catch was to Mickey James as Mickey James was to Trish Stratus in her exactly. WWE run. I think that's kind of the story they were going for here, and I think it worked. Same. Uh, also, uh, Ali Catch put out a great tweet after this match, which is which it was it was something along the lines of like, uh, "Yes, we hear you. A big flaw in Bussy's strategy is both of us always wanting a kiss, and no, we will not be changing that strategy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's there. It's just it's there. <laughs> oh man, it's, uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's yeah, fair, fair enough. 
I did. I thought that was a really that was, was a solid tweet, mm-hmm. and it made, and I was like, yeah, yep, yeah. There was, see, uh, but all all around this match was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there were some good spots. Uh, it was pretty clean. All mm-hmm. it was pretty clean all throughout. Uh, yeah, and oh. I think I think it. I hated I hated that catch lost again, but also. Uh, the way it ended, it made only made sense. For yeah, games Mikey to win. just wants GCW Originals to win. Stop losing on pay per views <sighs> that we watch. They need man. to, man. They Every need, time they need to start getting some dubs, losing, and it's just like God. Why can't you win on the big? It's literally you like just put over your one. own talent. Jesus, like they need to get some dubs. <sighs> mm-hmm. God, the fucking. <laughs> So many of these spots, I was just like, oh, and Allie is just grinding her her crotch into Nick Mickey's face. Yep. Story-wise, this makes sense, but out of context, just like a question mark over my head. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, it was. I think. I think all in all, it was a good match, though. Like yeah. I said, oh it was, yeah. Well, so, it, was, it was. It was. It was. It had those. It had those like sexual spots, but again, that was like a storyline, and yeah, also, so. uh, and also, it was just a well wrestled match. So. Yeah, uh, that was pretty good, and I think the follow up after this was also a very good placement for the card yeah. to kind of like re- reset everyone's brains and be like, "Oh right, this is spring break because it's a it's the scramble match." Yeah, it's it's literally exactly what you expect from a scramble match. It's just a spot fest, like back to back yeah. to back. Like, and everyone you're involved is great, of course. There's like mm. a lot of like fun stuff. You got Jack Cartwheel being Jack Cartwheel, just like. Jack Cartwheel, what a weekend, huh? Yeah, no, the man. I, I'll be real. He had out of there was like the Weekend Warrior, which is my, which is for me, Mike, Mike Bailey. Bailey. But, but Cartwheel, nine matches, nine matches. The other two Weekend Warriors, I gotta give a shout out to though, that were great in all their matches were Busick and Cartwheel. Cart, yeah, Cartwheel killed it. Like he every match really I saw, good. Cartwheel. Every match I saw Cartwheel in was good to great. Like yeah, he did very good at executing all his spots. This match, of course, this match. He had the the spot where he was like holding himself horizontally out of the ring just to flip around and like sweep out Lloyd's legs. So I was like, that's that was fucking great. Yeah. Uh fucking you've had Gringo talk- Loco being in Lucha. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Fucking Fosbury flop and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Uh you know, everyone was just really good. I was so happy to see Alec Price in here. Even though he didn't win, yeah. I was so happy to see him on this card. Yeah, Alec Price again uh, coming up big, uh, doing a lot of Beyond stuff and uh, coming up big recently and getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of traction and really showing off uh, the fact that Alec Price is the prize. Oh yeah, prize fighter from the prize the, city. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a fucking great talent, and I'm glad we got to I'm glad he got to show off uh, what he could do uh, during this big wrestling weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and of course, the winner being Nick Wayne was also uh, really sick. Yes. A young up and coming wrestler getting the win over a lot of these veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like there's veterans in this met. Like, there's great like Gringo Loco, Ninja Mac, uh, like two big veterans, and then also some big GCW stars such as Jordan Oliver, Jimmy Lloyd, uh, and also up and comer in Alec Price. I think this match put Nick Wayne over big. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of just a big part of this weekend was putting Nick Wayne over big because in part two we'll get to why he also got put over I guess yeah Nick Wayne this is actually my first of his matches and I was impressed I definitely can see what uh, Darby and uh, AWC in him to already offer him a fucking contract at his age 
Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot he has an AEW contract yep. already. I forgot about that. He hasn't been on any shows or any dark matches yet, but they already offered him a contract. Like they, they, they saw this. They, they see potential, and I also see potential in him. Yeah, very and, good. Yeah, so does uh, like he's he's over with the fans, and he's mega over backstage as well. Like all the wrestlers love him too. So yeah, uh, which is great. Yeah, and very after nice one. after this after the scramble match, we get. Janela versus X Pac. This match was oh. made much. This match was made much more impressive to me uh, afterwards when I learned that X Pac wrestled the entire match with a torn bicep. Yeah. See, when I first watched this match, I, I pretty much had like a mad feeling like this match was a very Joey Janela match, very long, a lot of spots, very sports entertainment. And when that came out, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give X Pac props because my makes dad, sense. my dad and I were really going like, he looks gassed already after like there was like a suicide dive spot where like he hit his or I think he or Janela hit his arm on something and he was like he was holding his arm and I was like, ooh, I think he tore it. it. I- I think he tore it before the match. He did. I think he's yeah. That's ridiculous. Which is why I was. Which is why I will give him more props now because I was like, he did pretty good. He looked gassed towards the end, but then I was like, okay, torn bias at the whole match. That uh, and I didn't, that previous, I didn't even notice. I only noticed it because my dad pointed out how tired he looked, and I was like, oh yeah, he does look more. It was like towards the end and a little bit like towards like the middle ish kind of started to show, but like torn bias if that ain't to be fucked with that. No, I would not have done this match with a torn bicep, but I'm a little baby, so you know. Yeah, X Pac was like, no, 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 no. I'm doing Spring Break. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting this match. Yeah. And it's like, ah, and as huge I said, props X Pac. And I thought this match was solid. This match, like, is... sure, it was a little slow, but like, this yeah, is... Janela was getting over at his own show. This is a peak Joey Janela Spring Break match for me. Yeah, solid match. A couple of really entertaining spots. Kent is a little bit longer than it really needed to be. I agree. Like there are points where I was like, "Okay, come on, come on." That that could just that could just describe GCW. True, true. It's just for some reason I've always known. Like for I think Janela's last couple matches were like this. There was Cardona at uh, at Hammerstein, where I remember thinking yeah. to myself, "Okay, this has gone on a bit on a bit long." Oh well, yeah, because they tried to they tried to do a lot of old ECW spots. With yes, that they That's did. Why. But like, it's just like there's that. Dickinson, I remember as great. I remember when I did Dickinson. I love the match, but I remember thinking another thing being this match is a bit long for me. Yeah, it's just like some a thing the, I've noticed. Yeah, so, maybe some, this is some stuff runs long. Maybe they have to. Maybe they have to fill. Maybe some some other matches went a little longer than they thought, or a little shorter than they thought, and had to fill some time. Maybe, but also it was kind of. I think it was kind of slow and took a little long because again, X Pac was working with a torn bicep. Yeah. Uh, that being said... So I'm gonna cut this one a little bit of slack. Yeah, I will too. That being said, a lot of really good spots here. Uh, let's see, uh, he hit, there was X-Pac fucking braining Joey Janela with a straight-up chair shot. Yeah, just right on the dome. I was just like, why would you do that? Unprotected, directly on his dome, and like, it, like, bent over his head. I was like, oh my god, X-Pac... It was it was kind of cool though, right? Because it was like a it was like a nice nice little story moment where mm-hmm. like you could tell that X Pac didn't want to do it, but he yeah. was like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna have to do this if I want to take this kid out, huh?" And he did it once, and then he went to go do it again, and he's like, "I can't do it twice." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just I I like, and then of course Janelle is a dickhead, and he's like, "I can't do it twice." So Janelle's like, "Okay, your balls, my foot, meet each other now." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course, Janela taking advantage of the mercy and just giving him a nut shot. 
I was surprised that Joey won this, but I guess it'll set up for something later because I was like, oh, damn. I'm I'm not surprised Joey won this. I kind of had a feeling that's where this was going, especially since uh, Janela is uh, no longer with a. I guess I guess he still is as of this night, but the next night, you know, the fact yeah. that he's uh, he's he's trying to be more of a mainstay in GCW now instead oh, of that and more this. of a and more of an indie mainstay. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense okay. that he won. Okay, the scramble match spot that he does later that we'll talk about makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah, Makes yeah, a yeah. lot more sense now. Okay, fair enough. You know, this is a pretty good match for me. Solid. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, this was, this was a solid matchup, uh, and uh, I really, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think I enjoyed this next match much more, though. Oh, which yeah, was same. John Moxley, John Moxley taking on AJ Gray for the GCW World Championship. John Moxley coming in as champion. And also leaving as champion. <laughs> yeah. John, Mo- I mean, I can't blame Brett for keeping the title on Moxley. Like, Yeah, that's a draw, right? Like, that's an yeah. insta-draw. It's an insta-draw. He is willing to do their style. He consistently shows up on the big pay-per-views when he needs to. And he's not shit. <laughs> yeah. Because Mo- John Moxley just loves beating the crap out of people. And it doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter who. If you're like, hey, John, you want to show up at my show and beat the crap out of somebody? He'll be like, yeah. It's like, say of less. Course. Yeah, say less. Like, uh, so GCW is, per- GCW, I think Mox is a great GCW champion because he is everything that GCW is trying to push, right? Mm-hmm. Like, ultra-violence, hardcore wrestling, uh, all, like, everything John Moxley is good at, right? Yeah. So I think I think John Moxley being at the top of GCW makes perfect sense, but also AJ Gray would have also been a great world champion if he yeah. didn't win this match. Yeah, and uh, again the GCW original loses to <laughs> yes, Paradise Shipping but... to Blight Tunes. Yeah, this one made a little more sense though, again because of what happens tomorrow. I guess than uh, on Spring Break Part Two. True. True. Because AJ Gray is part of Second Gear Crew. Um, oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, so it makes a little more sense that he lost, because again, because of what we'll talk about later. Um, but it uh, to me, I do, th- I, I would, uh, and I think John Moxley putting him over at the end also helped it. Yeah. Where he, John Moxley was celebrating, and before Gray left, he like patted him on the shoulder, and he was like, one day, this will be yours, but today, it's my day. And yeah. He, like, I think that was a nice little sentiment. Moxley being like, one day it will be, but today, mm-mm. Today I got you. Yeah, these two, this, they had a good death match, these two. I agree. Yeah, these two uh, killed each other. Oh, yeah. They're Moxley using the barbed wire to whip, strike, and neckbreaker gray. I was like, that's great. Ugh, that was brutal. The whips got me. I was like, oh, yeah, same. no. I was like, fuck that. No. Yeah, the, the whips, like, made me very upset. I, oh my god, I had, which show was it? There was a show where someone got fucking, oh, it was, uh, it was for the culture. I, I, I saw, it was almost as bad as the spot there, where they took the bar, the two by four covered with barbed wire and sawed it across someone's back, and you saw it, like, catching oh, on the clothing. Oh, no! And it was awful. Ryan and I were like, I, was, I loved it, but it, him and I were both, like, at the same time, like, this is Ter- that's terrible. Fuck that. Oh my god. I and I was talking I was actually just talking to Sean and Lauren about how the slow in death matches, the slow spots are what gets me. Yeah. 
instead of like the big like oh I'm gonna slam you through a giant like yeah. thing of light tubes or a big like thing of glass. It's like yeah. those spots are cool and they don't make me wince as much as like the slower methodical like all right I'm gonna work really slowly and I'm gonna staple dollar bills to your head one at a time or <laughs> i'm gonna take like a, a hypodermic needle and stick it in between your fingers or oh. like you know like those spots are what gets me the most the slow methodical like or like i'm gonna take this barbed wire and slowly drag it across your head right like yeah, yeah this was a great match you should beat the fuck out of each other and i i, I like this match a lot Sure did. Uh, speaking of beating the fuck out of each other, uh, yeah. John Wayne Murdoch and Alex Cologne sure did for the GCW Ultraviolet Championship. Yeah, I came into this and I was like, okay, I remember the. I mean, I'm like, Alex Cologne is Alex Cologne. I don't need to say any more about that. He's a fucking legend. And then I was like, John Wayne Murdoch's the guy that Lauren was talking up a lot of on the one happy hour when we were talking about deathmatch wrestlers. So I, I had high mm-hmm. hopes, and he certainly delivered in, in Lauren's, uh, Lauren building him up. That's I agree. Answer. John Wayne Murdoch is a badass, and so is Cologne, and these two took each other to hell yeah they beat the fuck oh god there were some nasty spots in this match though like the fucking steak knife spot where he carved up his head i was like fuck that no shot i don't can we just i don't like the fact that in death matches they are just like they are just using knives now yeah like it's like like, oh my god they it's like they they went from like a board of knives it's like okay fine it still sucks but when he lands on anything but now there's like i'm just gonna carve you it's like no yeah, no. just getting it, just getting into like slowly carving each other up with knives. This is just, just like, oh my god, it went from death match, it went from being a death match to a serial killer match. I, I was gonna call it a saw match at this point. Saw now. match is also very good. And there was there was that one death match where someone actually used the saw. So I mean, uh, yeah, I was surprised. There were a but. I mean, of course, if you go into this match, the cologne cologne's got his awesome fucking awesome light light tube assisted spots. I never get tired of these ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these were really good. I fucking when these motherfuckers pulled out a box of gusset plates and poured them on the fucking mat and just started resting on it like they were nothing. I'm like, you two are fucking out of your minds. Yeah, dude. I don't like. I don't understand. I'll never understand how how people do deathmatch. I don't know, dude. If Nick, if motherfucking Nick Gage is saying on commentary like a couple like years ago that gusset plates fucking suck dick. Oh my god, the gusset plate spots. I forgot about the gusset plates. Oh, Yeah, that's what I said. They poured the box out on the fucking floor, and they were just wrestling on top, and I'm like, no! Fuck that! Oh you couldn't pay god. me enough to do that! No. Dude, I, I looked up. I, I was like, what the fuck is a gusset plate? Oh, I looked yeah. it up, and they are scary looking. Yep, I did the same I'm exact like, that's thing. I'm like, that's just going into your skin? Yep, I did the exact same thing when they first got when I first saw it. One of the collectors was like, "What the fuck is a gusset plate?" And I was like, "No, Ugh. fuck that, hell no." Yeah, man. I mean, you guys can do it, and I'll probably cheer you, but no. That's it. Su- it looks like it sucks. Mm-hmm. And according to everyone who's taken a gusset plate, it, uh, it apparently sucks a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the finish of this match, though. Yeah, let's. This- uh, I don't, I don't quite remember. remember it that much because we watched a lot of wrestling this week. I wrote this was down kind of the, in the first leg of it, but <laughs> you and I have the same. I wrote down every spot, every finisher, just in case if I forget. Just in guy, case, because I definitely would, and there are a bunch of matches that I did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this was after a Cologne ran into a, a ring post and he hurt his arm that he could so bad he couldn't continue the match. 
And then oh, right. Murdoch beat him with a gusset plate 2x4. Fucking gusset plates. Jesus to his Christ. arm that was injured. And then he put his arm in a cross arm breaker and he was forced to tap out. And I'll be real. At first, I was like, that finish was kind of weird. What the fuck was that? Like, why? What, what, what was that? Did he actually get hurt? And from what my brother told me, this, was, this finish was actually a callback to a previous match these two had. Where Murdoch... Oh, hurt his arm in the match, and he couldn't continue fighting. And Cologne called him a pussy, and like Murdoch did when he won, told him, you should just fucking quit then if you can't finish the match. Oh, it was a work! Got it, yeah. And I was just like, okay, with that in mind, that's a fucking great finish. But if, but I had wished the commentary at least, or someone had made the effort to tell me this, if that is what the case is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's actually pretty poetic of a thing, of being like, the ah, how the t- turn tables motherfucker i i guess it makes sense because it's like planet death planet death kind of or it, i guess this wasn't planet death this was spring break so yeah i guess i would have appreciated an explanation but if this match was on i was gonna say if this match was on planet death it would make more sense because planet death is where the hardcore death match fans go right so they would mm. probably know that this is a work and probably would remember that callback yes but since it's spring break and it's a much more casual crowd i, I would have appreciated Wasn't planet death on right after this too yes I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Planet Death came on like uh, maybe like an hour after this show. That was probably there. I mean, I told my dad the reason why I think that this match was on last and not the championship was because they were basically trying to tell people like, "Hey, you like this death match stuff? Stay up another t- hour or two, and we have a whole card of it." Yeah, I think I, I agree. I, I think I also kind of noticed that with the booking that they were uh, kind of hyping up. I feel like it happened a lot this weekend where the last match of one show would kind of tie into the next show a little bit. Uh, yeah. Especially this one. Like, an ultraviolet championship match right into uh, into uh, Planet Death was... It made so much sense, right? Yes. Makes a lot of sense. It so gave we... everybody a little taste. Yes. You want a taste? Sorry, I can't. I Every time I think of that, I just think of fucking... Is it Magic Mike now? Or is it, um... Fucking I don't know. It's... I fucking hell, why did they change their names? I was I just got Matt Lee and Jeffrey Parker and now I can't fucking figure out which is which now. It's 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 Lee. I know it's Lee because I can hear his I can see his thick his face saying, You want a taste? Oh, and Daddy I, Magic? Yeah, Daddy Magic. That I fucking love Daddy Magic. Anywho, sorry <laughs> side tangent. I thought I thought Spring Break Night One was great though. I agree. A lot of matches. I agree. Were... Spring Break Night One was very good. I think the... it delivered. Yes, I was a little. I was on one hand, I'm sad there wasn't any mark out in here for me, but I'll, pretty much it was high mez almost across the board, which I mean I can't really complain. Mm-hmm. I agree. It was it was solid uh, altogether. Uh, so what did we think of uh, Spring Break Part One as a whole? As a whole, I'd give it a high meh. I agree. I think it was uh, a good show. I don't think it was uh, absolutely like phenomenal and it didn't really blow me away, uh, but. I think altogether, it was a well put together wrestling show. It was an enjoyable wrestling show, uh, and I don't and I didn't feel like I wasted my night. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's all you can really ask for. Uh, so I enjoyed it, and I am also giving it a high meh. So why don't we roll right into Spring Break Part Two since we're in the Spring Break mindset? Uh, uh, part Two was a little. It was. It wasn't a shorter card, but it had less regular matches. Yeah. Uh. So on night on night two we had Chris Dickinson taking on Matt Cardona, Tony Deppin taking on Biff Busick, Speedball Mike Bailey, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Jordan Oliver, 
Minoru Suzuki versus Effie. Uh, oh and, of course, the 54-person uh, greatest clusterfuck uh, ah. at the end of the show. All right. Uh, let's, let's go down this card really, really quick. Uh, Dickinson Cardona, I thought was a great way to open this card. Uh, watching <laughs> Cardona get the shit kicked out of him was a great way to open spring break. I, it was, but I'm gonna be real at the time watching it. I was not a fan of this match because it was 1am. It was the second night of wrestling. And I was like, oh my fucking God, you spent 15 minutes just talking, beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. I don't need 15 minutes. You guys constantly went on there. Just fucking kick the shit out of the heel. I'm like, it's 1 a.m., bro. I don't need this. It's, it's wh- 1 a.m. I'm like, just start least, fighting. Just beat him up. And when he finally did, I was like, okay, this is good. It's pretty good. I mean, they, Chelsea's being Chelsea. And I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, like, nice. You got your valet spots, which are good, too. But, like, I don't know, man. I felt like this match was just, for me, was just, like, a lot of, like, it just was too long, too long or wasn't as fast-paced as I needed it to be. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, more had to happen. It was good to see like. Cardona get beaten up. Don't get me wrong; he's a great heel, and I love seeing him get his shit kicked in. Yeah, me too. I mean, who doesn't love watching Cardona get his shit kicked in? That's uh, he's the he's the biggest shithead AEW has to offer, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just great and- to watch the heel uh, get what they deserve. Oh my god, dude! I was sitting here looking at this match, just watching Chelsea like constantly interfering, and I kept yelling. I'm like, "Do something, fucking!" Uh, what the hell is, is Dick, uh, Dickinson's wife's name? What's her name? I don't know. Whatever. Missy. That was it. I'm like, do something, Missy. I'm like, she's just fucking blink. Just beat her ass with your fucking purse or something. Yeah. That was me. That was literally me sitting in my chair. I'm like, what are you doing? God. But that's because, again, <laughs> this is 1 a.m. So I was tired. And I was like, my, my level for my patience for wrestling at that point was like, okay, listen, I love wrestling. But you've taken it a bit too. It's too long at this point. Yeah, the weird. The I, I I will say the part that in this match that made me laugh uh, the most, I think, was the beginning. Oh, <laughs> where Green gave like Cardona a kiss to be like, "All right, good luck." Yeah. And fucking <laughs> Missy just grabs fucking Dickinson by his face and just makes out with him so hard, and then yeah, she pulls like... away, and Dickinson's like. Pfft. Like, wow. He's just completely, like, thrown off, and, like, like he just got hit with a straight right hook to his face. <laughs> it, the Dirty Daddy, it was... It me. just stunned him. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, though, I will say, the ending of this match is nice, because finally Chelsea got her comeuppance. He just pushed her ass down, and then he uh, razor's edge to Cardona. Yeah, Chelsea took, Chelsea took that bump like a champ. She did. She took a lot of these bumps like a champ, and I was just like, okay, you know what, the... Despite the fact that I did not like the pacing of this match, the ending, like you said, it was good to see Cardona get his ass kicked to start the show. Yeah. Also, the world champ, the uh, the digital media championship, I think they called it an impact, and he changed back. They changed to his like um, the internet championship. I fucking love that. I love that he did that. It's so funny. It's so it. it's so stupid, but it's it so funny. really is. But it's such a nice. Uh, call it's back. so Cardona. Yeah, it's so it's so Cardona. My dad just wants it, all the belts that he wins to be spinner belts now. <laughs> Fucking him, him with the with the GCW uh, championship with the, as a spinner belt for the one the bit he got to hold it on was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was really funny. I thought it was a solid match. The pacing not the best, but the moments in it were good. So you know, there's that. Yeah, I agree. The pacing felt a little off at times, but all altogether, it was like good. Um, and of course, Chris Dickinson did end up winning that match with the Pazuzu bomb, and it was solid. 
Yeah. Next up, Tony Deppin versus Biff Busick. Holy fucking moly. Yep, this match was... This match was basically... Like, I finished this match and I'm like, yep, you both gave me exactly what I wanted. A this great, match was bananas. A great match with a very technical, with a fuck ton of strikes that sounded like thunderclaps. Yeah, man. Uh, this match was absolutely wild. These two... It's like any Biff Busick match. Uh, just murdered each other. Like, oh, yeah. oh my god, there was no no mercy held back between these two. Nope. No love lost. Nope. Every they sl- just absolutely murdered each other, and it was uh, it, I was it was a pleasure to watch every single second of it. Mm-hmm. Like these two would have, cause they had two slap offs in this match, and each one ended with whoever winning it killing the other one, like with just a combination of strikes. I was like, and you're dead. Yep. I'll see you in a week. God, there were so many. Uh, Good fucking match. I think Biff, this is where Biff cut his head open again for, like, the second time now. Oh, my God, yeah. That man. Biff, Biff was bloody this weekend. Yeah, he cut his head open really bad in Bloodsport, and it. I was like, every match you're going to have now is going to have blood, isn't it? And it did. <laughs> Not to his, to him trying after the first one. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, God, these two beat the shit out of each other, and I loved it. So many good spots where they were just, like, catching each other with out of the air with just disgusting sounding strikes. Oh yeah, yeah. These two were really laying it into it, laying into each other here. Uh, and then I believe Deppin won after he knee- he caved Biff's head in with a running knee. If I recall correctly, yes, he yeah he won with the knee trembler, uh, the running knee right to the back of Biff's head, and he pinned him for the win, which was uh love seeing Deppin win here. I think that was an awesome choice. I think putting Deppin over was absolutely great mm. uh, over Biff and showing off that Deppin is not somebody to fuck with. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just laughing at the idea of like, I was like, oh, Mike, of course Mikey liked that. The GCW original finally fucking won for once. Yeah, I would love to. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see Tony Deppin challenge for Wheeler Yuta's new Ring of Honor Pure Championship. I would love oh, to see that match. Oh, I love that. That so would be a, that would be a banger. I think he was the he was the previous Pure Champion before the guy who lost to Yuta uh, won it from him. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So these three matches, these I think these four matches all uh had a theme of people just beating the crap out of each other. Because next was Speedball Mike Bailey versus Jordan Oliver, and Zach, our theory stands. Mike Bailey can't have a bad match. Uh huh. The I watched... even after even after he had nine matches to prove us wrong this weekend, he still hasn't. Yeah. Every match I watched, I was like, "Yep, Mike Bailey's a beast in the ring." My dad was like. My dad only knew him as the karate guy from Impact, and I was just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, like, you you don't know, you don't know the lore." I was the like, of "Mike Bailey, he's amazing." My brother, who only knew from me talking about it, saw it. He's like, "Mike Bailey's cracked." I'm like, "Yes, welcome to my yeah. world." Every time he shows up with a match, Mike Bailey is cracked. At least I think it was the that said that. This match is great, literally Mike great. Is absolutely bananas. I could talk, I could talk for so long about this match. Just so smooth. A very nice uh, back... What's the word? Um, uh, I think it's like dynamic between Jordan Oliver, who is just a high-flying... He's just really good at high-flying wrestling, basically. And mm-hmm. you got Mike Bailey, who can also high-fly, but also has ridiculously good strikes. Yes. But these two went kick for kick at points. There were a bunch of really good spots here where... Um, like, this is the one I liked a lot was when Bailey, like, formed Jordan. Jordan no-sold it. They slapped each other back and forth. And then Bailey just put him down with another kick. And I was like, I love this match. 
Mm-hmm. I fucking love this goddamn match. Fucking, there was the shoot. Oh my god, there was the uh, disgusting spot where Oliver caught Bailey mid shooting star press with the clout cutter that Bailey kicked out of somehow, which I did not fucking expect. Yeah, that was wild. That Bailey kicked out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he fuck he destroyed. Oliver after this, though, with the uh, the spinning triple roundhouse kick that he does in the corner that just is a torpedo to the head. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. He won with the Flamingo Driver, I believe they put on com- he probably, It probably is an actual name, but I'm using what the commentary said. I No, I, I have here on the match results, Speedball Mike Bailey defeated Jordan Oliver via Flamingo Driver. Well, hey, we'll take it. Uh, this so, yeah. was quite possibly match of the night for me. Or match of this card uh, for me. I agree. It, I For me, I think it's either this one or the last one. It was either this or Depp and Busick. They were both very, very Very short. good matches, yes. So then let's get into the uh, the next match, because I, I didn't realize... I, this I, would, I would say the most unexpected match of the card. Yeah, for sure. Except then it made so much sense as the match got on, because I was like, why are these two in a match besides the fact that it's Effie and Minoru Suzuki, which is like, you know their names. Effie and Minoru Suzuki. These two... Um, again, never would have expected. Until they started wrestling, and I realized, I was like, oh, I get the gimmick. They both love pain. Effie likes yeah. when people hurt him, and Minoru Suzuki likes... Vi- I'm like, okay, you know and what? So Minoru- Effie likes when people hurt him, and Minoru Suzuki mm-hmm. likes hurting people. Whoever came up with this idea for this match, I don't know if it was a collect effort, you all deserve... Oh, I just said collect God fucking damn it. <laughs> oh. whoever came up with that you deserve a gold star because it was a it was a very good idea these two play i think i told my brother this if you know both these guys are this match is great this match is amazing you know exactly it's <laughs> i was so happy seeing these interactions between these two yeah i like how i like how minoru suzuki at the end of the day still like sure he's murder grandpa yep uh, but also, he didn't shy away from playing into Effie's, st- Effie's like, gimmicks, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I just enjoyed that Minoru Suzuki was just down for whatever, I and just... was just, like, uh, I think he sold everything great. I think him, <laughs> like, the mixture of, like, confusion and just, like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go with this. Yeah, like, like the... <laughs> in Minoru Suzuki was very good. Beginning of the match, he's like, the fuck is this guy? He, like, lets Effie kiss him on the cheek, slaps him across. He's like, all right, punch me. And then Effie's like, I like that. He's like, the fuck? He's like, okay, yeah. you, oh, you like that, huh? And he keeps hitting it. And just the more the match goes on, he's like, oh, you like, oh, he likes it. Let's just keep fucking yeah. hitting him then. He still had a lot of really good chops in this match, I agree. too. This, this was a, a heavy, heavy hitting match between these two. And I think uh, a lot of the, the strikes were sold very well. A lot of the strikes were given very well. I think it was just, all in all, a very good wrestling match. Um... And I think Effie Suzuki, I think not only surprised people when it got announced because it was just like a match no one really ever thought would would think of, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it also just surprised people in its delivery just because of how good it was. Yeah. Uh, And how much these two, obviously Minoru Suzuki could go and obviously Effie could go, but like you, uh, for me, it was just like, I was worried about how their different styles would clash in the ring. Yeah. And I think it worked out very well. I loved how this whole match, like, by the end, Suzuki's like, okay, I know everything you're going to try to doing. You know what? You're going to bite my nipples? Fine. I'll still beat you up. And then he just 
Gaffy just straight up kissed him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you motherfucker. And he just slapped the taste out of his mouth and killed him to win. As soon as he did, as soon as he did that, my brain was like, oh, it doesn't matter what happened. Effie could lose all of his matches for the rest of forever, but he can still be like, I kiss Minoru Suzuki. Pretty much. Fuck like, you. This like, Effie, Effie, is one of, Effie is one of the few people who can say he kissed Minoru Suzuki on the mouth. <laughs> yeah, he's literally just like, I, this, I take this as an absolute win. Exactly. He lost, and Suzuki looked, he's just holding his fucking mouth like, this motherfucker really just fucking kissed me. Yep. Fucking guy walks out of the ring after he's just like in the <laughs> Daddy likes it. And on on his way out, uh uh Suzuki was just like spinning. Yeah. Like I like how like every up to this point, like it was like, okay, you know what, fine. You wanna do other stuff? Fine. Whatever. I I it's weird, but I'll I'm willing to embrace it. And then that, that's the step too far. He's like, nah. No, fuck you, dude. I'm out. Oh man. I loved it though. Murder Grandpa had a really good showing this weekend. I agree. I heard her grandpa had a great showing, uh, and it was a very fun. I think this was a very fun match, and I and I enjoyed it. All right, now let's get let's let's get to the this clusterfuck. Yeah, we got to talk this clusterfuck. Uh, so the clusterfuck has five ways of getting eliminated: pinfall makes sense, submission, yup, over the top rope, got it, easy, right? Uh huh. Four, leaving the building. Yep. Weird, but okay. Yep. Five. Death. <laughs> <laughs> I love death. I had to explain this to my brother. Dying. Like, Just dying. Yeah, dying. They're like, what do you mean by death? I'm like, wait, we saw a spot where death. someone concertoed a, a, a girl in the ring, and then the mouses are like, I get them out of there. You're dead. That's dead. <laughs> Don't death. get up. This match started with a, a promo beforehand. With Janela saying he's going to put himself in the, the greatest clusterfuck. And he's going to inject some poison into it, and he wants he wants to be the one to kill it, right? Oh, I didn't see uh, that shit. Yeah, so he so he there was a little promo before the greatest clusterfuck, and it was basically Joey Janela being like, "I like uh it, it it was like he he hates the clusterfuck. It's the fans stop praising Joey Janela. So what he's going to do is he's going to enter the clusterfuck, and he's going to inject it with the worst poison he possibly can himself." And he's gonna take the clusterfuck down from the inside. Wow, that's why J- that's why Janela came out first. Okay, that okay, that makes a lot of sense. That makes more sense now. And that's why Janela also gave himself a Brock Lesnar arc. I literally had that first note. Janela Brock Lesnar did. Janela gave himself a Brock Lesnar arc, where like the first handful of entrants, Janela was just like in and out. Uh, speaking of no, number one entrant. Was uh, sorry. Number one entrant was of course Joey Janela. Number two entrant was Buff Bagwell, and yeah. oh my god, he could not get into that ring at the, all. He the amount of the amount of time it took Buff Bagwell to yep. get to the ring drove me absolutely bonkers. So what was the first match for me where it bothered me more was this few because for me. I was just sitting there going like, okay, mm-hmm. you were just like, get in the ring. <laughs> God, I was. The thing is, the thing is, it was all a bit, mm-hmm. right? Because it was like Buff could have probably gotten to the ring way faster. Buff definitely could have gotten to the ring way faster. Mm-hmm. He was playing it up. He was hamming it up on his entrance. He couldn't like get. He had to like have people help him into the ring with his broken leg. 
just for him to get up, Janela immediately super kicking him and pinning him and be- him being done in the match right away. After all of that time it took him to get to the ring, he is immediately eliminated. Mm-hmm. I think it was a bit. <laughs> you think it was a bit? I don't mm. think he actually had to take that much time to get to the ring. I think it was all a bit for him to do this long entrance, uh, you know, like hype it up for the fans just to immediately for Joey Janela to fucking end him, right? I could see that. Uh, and it was kind of funny because I was like, like after all of that, right, it's just like, and done. And it was like, it, I don't know, it, it made me laugh. I was like, wow, I feel like I got, like, I feel like I got worked. <laughs> <coughs> Got worked into you a know, shoot, brother man. Yeah, like I feel like I got worked, uh, and I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and it was, bro. Uh, yeah, fine. Uh, what? Anyway, I, I got, I, this, there's a spot that I had to ask about. What the fuck was the deal with the guy in the weird latex mask and the overalls? <laughs> okay, so anyway, this. anyway, before this, there's a bunch of. There's a, before this, there's a ton of other entrants who show up and get eliminated by Janela. Uh, there's Lesnar is Lesnar. Yeah, you know, there's uh, George Gatton, Judas Judd Cassidy, uh, uh, bah, bah, bah. Yo-Ya showed up, got eliminated. You know, a lot of pe- a, a few people showed up, did a little bit of stuff, and then Janela eliminated them. Yeah, uh, like B- Billy Stark showed up, did some stuff, but ended up getting eliminated. Juicy Finale mm. uh, came out, and then Sam Stackhouse. It was nice seeing uh, slowly but surely people were starting to get the better of him. So, you know, you wanted to see him get eliminated. You're like, okay, who's going to be the one that does it? Kind of exactly like the Blesner spot went. Yeah. Uh, Janela just slowly getting worn down more and more over the course of the match. Um, yeah, you know, a bunch of entrants happened. But uh, number 14, early morning guy steal. God uh, What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I... I So, so I forgot which one was it. That, I think it was... Oh, also- Sorry, also before this, the social distancing match happened that again. was Oh my hilarious. god. I've I never seen that before. You didn't see that? Oh my no, god, that I happened didn't. that happened at like one of GCW's first like quarantine shows. I love that so and, much. And hit, and it and it was Janelle versus Jimmy Lloyd. So uh they it it was like they were pulling back um a lot of old bits from old spring breaks. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought like Invisible Man was a big spring break bit that and Invisible Man came out and did a bunch of they did a it bunch of bits with Invisible Man. Amazing. The crowd literally did exactly what you need to do with Invisible Man, which is you sell it's the fuck out of so him. So good. The, this Love crowd it. sold the the crowd sold the fuck out of him, the wrestler sold the fuck out of him. It was it's so funny. Because Invisible Man is just his own entity at this point, which is like so weird because it's literally just the crowd and the wrestlers selling nothing. It's, it's literally and it's like, so fucking uh, funny. It's like the bit if you're old enough and you know this fucking feud and God, if you remember this feud, you'll know how weird this was it's like when the god feud when like there's just a spotlight and you have to mm-hmm. pretend like it's an actual person but this is done well because it's not god it's just a dude that everyone wants to see win yeah uh and then again uh J- janelle and lloyd did the social distancing match which was so fucking funny it was hilarious um, it's it's so great uh and the canadian destroyer was really good oh my god <laughs> But yeah, that, that, all that stuff happened before uh, early morning guy steal. And again, what the fuck was early I, morning guy steal? I don't know. Or to give you, all... is there was is there anything? Is there okay. any anything? So I think if I recall correctly, it was I think it was Ashley, or it might have been might have been Amanda, but I'm pretty sure it was Ashley on when I was doing Glory Pro with them, where they were talking about this with me. And a, the bit that I didn't realize was because technically speaking, it hit 1 a.m. in Texas. It was early morning. 
So that's where the early morning part comes out. Why okay. this guy had to wear a creepy latex mask, a so a plaid a plaid shirt, and overalls was weird. But the weirdest part was he couldn't get into the ring at all. Like <laughs> struggled, but he had like it was like AR Fox under the mask, the mask, because he could do so much flippy shit in the ring. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it was like. I think I think that was the joke, right? Like mm-hmm. he was gonna be like, "Oh, I can't get in the ring," but then once he gets to the top, and he, and he struggles getting to the top rope, and then once he got to the top rope, he was like, 450! Exactly. But like, I think I think that's the joke, and I think that's very funny. But like, what the, f- the fuck? F- where like, is there any any backstory? Is there was there any other appearances of early no, morning guy steel? Not any of the shows was I this, watched. Like what? What like I I was like, am I missing a joke? It felt is like there like is there like an inside joke? Was he from another spring break that I didn't see? Yeah, like, like was he from one of the previous spring breaks? I think that's the best way to I describe have it. No idea. It felt like an inside joke between a bunch of the wrestlers that no one else, at least a lot of people, did not understand at all. To them, it was probably hilarious. There's this Reddit post that says who or what is early morning guy steel, and the first comment is Chuck Taylor wished on a star, and one of his million wrestler names became sentient. <laughs> uh but like again there was there like it, it it was it wasn't like it wasn't like i don't know for me it felt too weird because i feel like the costume and the mask were a little too real and it got a little too like uncanny valley for me and Ooh, the entire yeah. time the entire time guy early morning guy steel was out there I was uncomfortable and just wanted him to get eliminated because I was like, this is weird. It was, uh... The costume was, like, it was just, it was just enough to be like, oh, okay, this is a costume. But it was also, like, not enough of a costume for me to be like, that's not a real person. Because I was like, I don't know, it it made, looking at early morning guy steel made me uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't even blame you. I, I, my look on that face, my, when he got eliminated, I looked. I was just with my brother and my dad, and I was like, I don't know what that was. I've watched yeah. two or three clusterfucks at this point, and even I have no idea what the hell that was. Yeah, that was weird. Um, But yeah, this is when the, this is about when the ring started filling up. Yeah, finally. Uh, the, a bunch of people started showing up. Blake Christian showed up. Kevin Blackwood showed up. Uh, Charlie Tiger and Ellis Taylor, Young, Dumb, and Broke showed up. Young, Dumb. Young, uh, Dumb. Young, yeah. Dumb, and Broke. And then uh, Grim Reefer showed up. I loved this spot. It was so wholesome. Grim, okay. Also, I love this spot because it was perfect, right? Because mm-hmm. Grim Reefer showed up, of course, did his thing. Yep. Showed up, lit up a joint. Of course. Smoked it. Got everyone in the ring. Started passing it around. Which is the wholesome part, which I really like. So it was just like, and oh my god. When he started passing it around, Joey Janela sprints to the back. Yep. And everyone's like, what? Is he leaving? Is he about to eliminate himself? And then Joey Jilla comes back with a microphone, and he's like, I'm no longer signed to AEW, so I can smoke that on TV. And he runs to the ring, and he takes a couple of hits. It was really nice. Like, I was like... Which was so funny. After early morning guy steal, like, this was a very nice, wholesome moment. It's like, ah, the wrestler's just enjoying a a, a nice uh, joint in the middle of the ring. Here's also why I thought it was a very good spot. Because... It was a great spot to get everyone in the ring together and make and make oh. and have it make and have it and have it make sense for everyone to be all together in that ring and not fighting, right? Makes sense. And yeah. and, and, and and they don't have to do like the whole thing of like 
oh, uh, I'm punching this guy in the corner, like they do in the Royal Rumble, where they're like they're all fake beating each other up. Yeah, to fill up to, the, to uh... make the ring to fill up the ring. But Grim Reefer had the ring full. I pass it around this Jay, and nobody had to do the stupid spot of like, yes, I'm punching this person in the corner. And then Paro came out. Yeah, and Paro came out to do a big ring clear of all the people who were just in the ring. Yeah. It was a great it was a great placement for that spot, which was like really weird to think about because he was just like passing around to Jay. But I think the it, it, it had an excuse for everybody to be gathered together. It had an excuse as to why the ring was full. And it had an excuse why nobody was eliminating each other already because they were all chilling and having a good time, right? Mm-hmm. And then Paro comes out and fucks everybody up. Yeah. To look like a beast. And I think that it worked very fucking well. This is the part where, where uh, we got into peak clusterfuck where they start falling off the rails. Because Janela just wanders to the back and he's like, I'm going to the bathroom. And I was like, what? What? It's like, what? Oh, Janela, Janela smoked the fucking joint and went to the back to get some fucking Cheetos. Yeah, and he came out eating Cheetos asking Brett what his next spot was. And I was like, yep, we've, we've peaked at, we are peak clusterfuck right now where it is a complete... <laughs> An utter clown fiesta in the wet best way it could possibly be, probably. He he said, listen, he said, Janela said he was injecting poison into the clusterfuck, and he did by injecting himself and making and doing, I would imagine, a purposely, a purpose, a purposefully awful job. Not awful job, but like, you know, purposely like messing stuff up, being annoying, being just a pain in the ass to mm-hmm. deal with. Let's see. I then have a, oh my God, Invisible Man getting eliminated was a tragedy. Complete yeah. tragedy. Crowd boot it. Rest in peace, Invisible Man. I'll see you next year. Janela get major heat for that. Massive heat. Uh, Massive he had a really nice running knee to Shaz's face. Like it sounded really nasty. This. Uh, oh moment. yeah. Uh, Shaz McKenzie came out after Janela eliminated the Invisible Man. Um, after Janela basically cleared the ring of all the other pe- of all the people who uh, uh, Paro didn't clear out. Um. Shaz McKenzie comes out, and then when Shaz McKenzie comes out, it kind of starts the story of, I think this was from a previous Spring Break, I want to say Spring Break 3, where a bunch of women's wrestlers, like, just completely mob Janela after the show, mm-hmm. or, like, during the show, and, like, bas- like Sha- and Shaz McKenzie was, like, the leading the charge of all these women who uh-huh. wanted to beat the crap out of Joe Janela. That makes sense. So, Shaz McKenzie showing up again, and Janela being like, oh, fuck, was very good. Mm. See, this is where it helps that you know these references, because I didn't know about this, so I was just like, I have no idea why he's acting like that, but okay. Yeah, so that, that yeah, that's why, because literally, it, I think it was like Spring Break 3, I think uh, Shaz McKenzie led like an army of women's wrestlers against Janela, and they all just beat the crap out of him. Yeah, so the, as uh... soon as he heard Shaz McKenzie's music, he was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh... Then uh, the army that was led this time was, I believe it was Sheik. It was Dark Sheik, Eve Surreal, Janai Kai, Lou Fist. So Jimmy Wang Yang's daughter, who comes into this yeah, match. Jazzy Yang. And Sandra Moon, I believe, yeah. was the army that ended up clearing the ring. Like, they straight cleared it. I was like, damn, that was actually pretty sick. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Maven showed up. <laughs> yep. And just drop kicked everybody and then said, fuck all of you, and he left. <laughs> <laughs> I loved everybody it. and left left the building and eliminated himself. Yeah, I was like, Maven uh, has then, left the building. And then after Maven, I love this spot. I really did. Was fucking Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com. He comes in, he plays up the most dickishry heel you could ever get. Pay all you need to pay me five dollars on my Patreon to hear what I want to say. 
as he walked to the ring, people were handing him $5 bills. I loved it. He's like, this product is garbage compared to AEW. Just completely being a just a major shitbag. Total, the like, snob. The crowd started chanting, we want Meltzer. Yep. He's like, you <laughs> love that. Gets to the ring. He... <laughs> He got fucking, uh, I think he got low-blowed after this. Uh, yeah. And thrown out of the ring. And I like how, like, he gets thrown out of the ring. He's on his, like, belly. And he just crawls all the way up the entrance ramp to the back. He never gets up. Nope. Loved it. This spot was great. <laughs> I, it was everything it needed to be. I agree. It was very it was very funny. Uh, then another crazy entrant, Josh Barnett, I showed up. Not Holy moly. That. I was like, oh, hello. No. Shows up. Josh Bart Yeah, Josh Barnett showed up, uh, you know, beat some beat the shit out of some people, nasty Leroy shows up, whatever. And then Jimmy Wang Yang. Yeah. We got the little we got, we got the little uh the little tease uh teasing Jimmy Wang Yang with Jazzy Wang for didn't think you know, Jimmy Wang Yang's daughter. And then Jimmy shows up. Haven't seen him since like, I don't know, two thousand fucking eight SmackDown. Uh, right. Last time I saw him was WrestleCon, but otherwise, yes, it would be like two thousand. Last time I saw him was uh, 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 uh random SmackDown. Yep. Right. Like back like, in the like, days um, of like so Guerrero and like Rey Mysterio and like uh Chris Benoit and like Kurt Angle and Edge, <laughs> those eras. Yeah. He's... Uh Jimmy Jim, Jimmy Wang and Barnett had a funny had a little bit of a funny bit together. I I actually, I thought this was quite amusing. The, the two of them were going at each other, and, like, Jimmy Wang Yang and his daughter start to go after Barnett. And it's a bit sloppy, but it's fun. And I like how Barnett, like, so Jimmy Wang Yang's daughter tries to put a knee bar on him. Mm-hmm. And he's, him being, like, the dad of Bloodsport was like, no, no, hold on. And he, like, he sits down, he shows her the proper technique for it, she locks it in, and he, like, briefly taps to show her that she's doing it well, and the refs are like, ah, you tapped, you're done. And he's like, what?! What the fuck you mean? It was really funny. It was really fun. Just like, just I loved, I loved the fact that Josh Barnett was getting put in a knee bar, and his immediate reaction was being like, "No, you're not fucking hurting me, right?" You need to let me show you how to hurt yeah. someone correctly. Come on, that doesn't hurt. Make it hurt. I I very much loved this spot. I liked. It was very, it like it was very just like funny. tired, tired teacher Josh Barnett was very good. Yes, yeah, he, uh, he already had blood sport. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe she'll show up in blood sport next year. Mm-hmm. Right, that would be cool. That'd be a nice um, callback. Yeah. Uh, is it, uh, what were some other some other spots? Walmart. So, okay, I need to. I want to really quick bring up something because we are already an hour. I think we're already an hour into this recording, and we still have two shows left to talk about. Um, yeah, but granted, the the clusterfuck is too fucking massive. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to talk about Walmart guy. Yeah, what about Walmart? Lord, now? Lord, Lord Adrian, Walmart guy. Uh, he came in. He came in. You know, did some moves, and then he hit somebody with a tombstone. Yeah, but like. No one commented on it, but that guy looked like he took that tombstone very... It looked like he actually got, like, dropped directly on top of it. Oh, did head. he? I think at this point I was in, like, a state of, like, from, it's 2 a.m., man. From what I saw, it literally looked like when he hit his head on the ground, it looked like it, his neck just crumpled. And I was like, is he okay? Oh, my God. And... I saw zero comments on it. I saw zero people talking oh, about it anywhere. I was like, I was like, what the fuck happened to that guy? It looked like he took that fucking tombstone really, really badly. Or someone did it really... It looked like he actually, like, broke his neck. But nobody said anything about it. 
I guess he or, like care? at all. I was just so confused. Like I was like, "Hello, is anyone gonna <laughs> check on this guy at all? Anybody?" We just witnessed an actual murder in the ring, and no one's talking about it at all. Yeah, I was like, "What the <laughs> hell?" I didn't even notice that. Like I said, I was in like a haze. It was like just like two a.m. at this point now, and I was like, "Bro, I've watched so much wrestling." I'm gonna look up Brandon Kirk and see if I can find his Twitter and see if he's see what right. the hell if he's all right. He's probably all right. fine considering nobody's been talking about it. But mm-hmm. like, still. Right. Uh, while you do that, let's go. Uh, I'll talk about a few of the other spots in this match. Alec Price and Cole Radrick had a really nice duel on the apron that led to them both eliminating each other that I liked. Nasty Leroy also hit Kevin Matthews with a people's elbow and a sharpshooter, which is a callback to an old rivalry used to have with like Ring of Honor. I think it was. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Like the crowd build yeah. that up. Nick Wayne was the one that ended up super kicking Joey Janela off the apron and eliminating him, and it was great. I think, was it you that thought that Joey Janela wasn't supposed to fall off the apron, or it might have been someone else told me that? Uh, no, I think it was fine. I think, I think it made sense. No, I remember someone, uh, someone said to me they thought it might have been a bit, like, Joey wasn't supposed to get eliminated then and there. I mean, maybe, maybe not, but I think it made sense. It was getting toward the end of the match. Yeah, it was getting toward the end of the match anyway, and I think Nick Wayne's the perfect person to do it. Yeah, so then on, after that, LA Fights showed up, cleared the ring, Second Gear Crew then came in, and we had Gang Warfare, where Second Gear Crew just absolutely bit, beat the bricks off of LA Fights, to be mm-hmm. honest. Eliminated all of them. We then got a little skirmish between Blake Christian and Nick Wayne, which is a very fast-paced but awesome little go. Yeah. And then I love how Sheik, who's still in this match at this point, eliminated... Uh, Basically took everyone from Second Gear crew out with like a uh, a diving crossbow on the outside, and these guys were so fucking petty they got back in the ring <laughs> and ganged up on Sheik and eliminated. Yeah, her. that was that was rough. <laughs> that was petty AF. Then we got, and then eventually, I believe, if I recall correctly, um, Nick Wayne got eliminated, which was sad. Yeah. And it ended up being Blake versus Matthew Justice, Matt Warner, and AJ Gray. And he violently fought back, but lost because it was a three-on-one. And they, if you know any about Second Gear Crew, they are some, these are some tough dudes. Yeah. And I want to go on record and say, I think it's bullshit that Second Gear Crew won this match with their group. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah, I agree. I'm like, I was like, I'm like, if we take this clusterfuck seriously, which no one yeah. does, by the way. Yeah. Then what's to stop anyone from just being like, okay, here's my 50-man group. We win. Like, we win. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was it, like, what was the fuck? Weird. I'm like, you can't just have the, the guys from Second Gear Krillies duke it out. I would have liked to see, like, a big Haas fight between the three of them. Yeah, I guess they were trying to put them all over since they all kind of lost their matches on the previous That's night true, of spring but break. That's true, but I... I was just like, that didn't happen the last time I watched the clusterfuck where one person from the group won. For the granted, they didn't win. They all had to get eliminated together. Eh. Whatever. I was like, I don't know about that, Chief. Yeah, I agree. It was it was definitely a weird way to end it. Yeah. Overall, I thought the clusterfuck was fine, but I think at this point now, either the clusterfuck's got to start earlier, or it might not be for me at this point. Like, I've watched two of them now, and each time I've been like, oh my god, this is so long. Like it's like the it's peak, well yeah the there body was is willing, 54 but the mind is people in it. It's so long, and some of the times the spots hit really well, and I laugh. And other times I'm like, that didn't really do it for me, dog. Yeah, that looks was at just... you, fucking early morning Jack Steele, whatever the hell his name is. Early morning guy Steele. Ugh. Guy Steele looks at you. If I never see early morning guy Steele again, <laughs> it'll be too soon. Oh man, but overall, I thought that night two was pretty good. Well, actually. 
now that I think about it, the three matches in there were great. Yeah. I think I think night two was all I think all around probably a little better than night one in my eyes. I think night one was fine. I think <sighs> night two the matches just just like the matches themselves were just I think higher just like better all around. I think for me it was a, I think it was for yeah. me my opinion is night one's or night two's endings were fine, but the middle was where it was all concentrated to be really good. Yeah, and then for night one it was all spread out for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like nothing really like really got me to go holy fucking shit. But at the same time, like, it was still great. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right, so. Now. Wow, this is, we're getting to, like, old Indie Waters territories now with this time length. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, we were, we were doing so good with, like, 45-minute episodes, and now we're here on uh, an hour Oh, yeah, seven. dude, my episode with uh, Curtis, for those of you that have already watched it, was, like, 45 minutes. Good, because that, that episode has uh, three shows you're reviewing, so that's great, actually. Um. Yeah. Anyway, it's like hour, hour forty-five. So yeah. Okay. So let's let's get Actually, into this. Let's technic- go, let's... Technically, we talked two shows, right? True. We talked through two shows. That is true. So ten- and we if we cut if we do this reasonably, it's like thirty minutes a show. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So let's let's get this. Next up, okay. we are talking about uh, we were going spring break lucha brunch, right? So let's go yes. talk about uh, Gringo Locos, the world on lucha presented by I'm gonna go on the record and say it right now. This is the best. Uh, card of the entire collective. I, I fucking love this. This was card. a very so let's let's go through it really quick. We had Johnny Caballero yeah. versus Jack Cartwheel, Tony Deppi versus Psychosis, uh, Shane Mercer, Mer- Shane Mer- and a scramble match between Shane Mercer, Octagon Junior, Golden Dragon, Drago Kid, Chris Carter, Arrow Boy, uh, a singles match between Pagano and Sadika, uh, a six person tag match between Team Gringo, which was Abismo Negro Junior, Demonic Flamita, and Gringo Loco. Versus Laredo Kid, or Laredo Kid, Ray Horace, and ASF. Uh, AR Fox versus Ninja Mac. And Psycho Cloud versus Dr. Wagner Jr. Um, yeah, this card was awesome. I think the first match, the Johnny Caballero-Jack Cartwheel match, I thought that was a great opener for this show. It was fucking fantastic. The only issue this match has with it and it's not even the match it's just that the audio was kind of fucked for the commentator side at the beginning yeah they were trying i guess the show was just starting they were still trying to yeah. figure stuff out but i think this match this was match? a great way to open the card because i think it was a great way to get the like people who aren't usually lucha fans i think it was a great way to introduce them to the lucha card because it's like oh jack cartwheel you've seen him all weekend and of course fucking john morrison like you know who this guy is Right, bro. Like, he's the man of a thousand nick of a thousand names. Johnny Caballero, Johnny Impact, John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny John Mundo, Hennigan, yeah. Johnny Bloodsport, yeah, yeah, John yeah, Rest- can... Johnny WrestleCon. It could go anywhere with it. Can't, he can't. I... Be, he can't be Johnny Wrestling. That's that's reserved. I yeah, exactly. I the return of the dripstick popped me a bit. I'm not gonna lie, the because as much as the dripstick, because Johnny Drip Drip. For those of you that still watch WWE, was fantastic, and the fact that he didn't get their bluff angle was a tragedy. But whatever, was great. This match had a lot of really fun spots. There was a lot of flippy shit too, like the, the dipstick, the dripstick, quick draw between Morrison and Cartwheel was hilarious. Yeah, where Cartwheel just turned around and was like, shh, and just <laughs> got him when he turned around. Mm-hmm. And he it was very low blowed him. Yeah, with a swing. And, uh, there was that. There was when he just put Johnny put the hat in the middle of the ring and flipped twice so that when he got on his feet he had the hat on his head. And I was like, that was unnecessarily awesome. Just showing off. He had his awesome capoeira like the clothesline after he parkour off the top rope onto Cartwheel. Yeah. There was Cartwheels, of course, being j- j- fucking Johnny Cartwheel, being him just like flipping around the ring. Jack Cartwheel, excuse you. Uh, but oh my yeah, god, Jack Cartwheel. Uh. 
great, like I said, great showing this weekend. Great showing in this match. This match was just fun. This was a and great way to the, open uh, it. I like the ending of this too. Yeah. The spray from the dripstick pushed Cartwheel off the top. And then mm-hmm. he hit a then he had a fucking a seated starship pain, which I didn't even think was possible. It's it's John it's John Morrison. He can do whatever he yeah. wants. Physics don't apply yeah. to him. Yeah, Curtis and I have agreed that he's just that guy who like he can literally just pick up anything. Looks looks gorgeous, has a great great girlfriend, can do anything. He's just ridiculously talented. Yeah. Makes, Dude, just, he does everything. Dude's made in life. He doesn't need anything else. They literally. Uh, but yeah, this match was great. I thought it was a great way to great open the show, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, a person I didn't expect to see on a Lucha card uh, up next, and Tony Deppin. Yeah. Tony Deppin Neither versus Psychosis. This match was... This match was good and also weird sometimes, too. Explain. Like, Psychosis getting the microphone at the beginning was weird to me. Like, why? he got out of the ring... Because it was just odd. I was like, why did you need the microphone when you could have just talked shit to him across the ring? Why did you need to go out of the ring to the back to get a microphone only to go onto the rap? He wanted the crowd, he wanted the crowd to hear it. I get that, but at the same time, I was like, it took you two seconds, and then the match just continued as is. And I was just like, weird, yeah, I but get, okay. Also, it's a small place. You just, just like, yell. Yeah, that, that's what, that was what I was thinking, which is why I was like, okay, weird, but all right. Uh, Besides that, no, though, I thought this match was was good. Yeah, like definitely. I thought that considering the fact that Psychosis apparently is not is he's not as old as young as he used to be. He still had some good spots here. But it's all and then like, but it's also Tony Deppin, right? Tony Deppin's yeah, a Tony guy De- who could basically run a match by himself if he needs to. Like Yeah. I also liked how this batch is basically like uh old old Luchador disciplines his son Luchador because his son Luchador is like, come on, hit me harder. Yeah. And Deppin's like, okay. It's more like a psychosis when he tied his belt and he was whipping Depp in or when oh. he chopped him and slapped him in the face. The belt spot was ouch. Yeah, that those were hurt. loud. Those those smacks were very fucking loud. Yeah. That was those really good. Psychosis had a really good uh, Dragon Sleeper Tree of Woe combo, which I was like, why is no people more people not do this? That was that looks sick. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, man. I, uh, I agree. I really do yeah, like base I this match was good. So, like I thought Tony Depp did a really good job of making Psychosis look great here. Mm-hmm. Psychosis did a good job. The crowd was pretty into this match. That's another thing. World on Lucha, props to it. The crowd was great all night. There was oh, yeah. not a the single match hot. that they were like low on, which is we- odd to me. I've never had a a match uh, not a match, a card where the crowd consistently is gr- like never dies. Uh-huh. Except for maybe one match, but that's because it was slower paced. But we'll get into that in a second. Yes. Uh, this next match, the scramble match between another another person you wouldn't expect to see because it was like Octagon Junior, Golden Dragon, Drago Kid, Chris Carter, Arrow Boy, a bunch of people who are very high, very high flyer, very much luchador esque, yeah. right? And then motherfucking Shane Mercer enters the fray, right. and what? <laughs> It's like, uh, even the announcer said it, they're like, one of these things is not like the other. Yep. Can you guess which one it is? <laughs> <laughs> it's to the point now where I'm like, if I ever hulk up and get a shit ton of weight on me, I'll just go on a scramble match, because the big guy always looks like one of the best in the match, because he just destroys people. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, it, it's just so good. It was just, it was just so funny for just like, it was like, Lucha, 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 Shane Mercer. I, there's so many good spots here. In this match that Mercer had, such as when he like he just tossed Carter into a tornado that just knocked everyone down on the outside. I was like, that was sick. Yep. I love. He did Octagon, it with one hand like, too. Mm-hmm. Octagon politely 
asking the ref to stop kind of going like wait the ref going like wait what the fuck do you like wait what are you doing and then he just kicked carter in the face was hilarious yep like you ever <laughs> uh the fucking double moonsault and battery combo on kid and carter from mercer was fucking awesome mercer is an absolute superhuman a like dog. i don't, i do not understand how he does all of this like and he, that's sorry uh it's he right. he was like i don't understand how he does all this he has that he had two. He he's done it with two people. The the moonsault and battery. He literally carried somebody up a ladder in planet in, on planet death to yep. do it. Like Shane Mercer, like is just an absolute, just not human. He's a he is a absolute beast. Like yes, literally. And that's not even to say like he just. I can't even name it because there's so many spots. Like the luchadors of this match did a really good job. Like it's literally like a scramble match with spots, but it's luchador spots. So it's fucking to quote mikey bananas yeah um also re- quick quick results uh johnny caballero won the first match tony deppin won the second match shane mercer won the scramble match yes then we get to the match where uh i believe the crowd if you could call it a die uh, not die but like calm down because they had a time to react to it mm-hmm. which is the death match ironically enough yeah which was next up between pagano and sadika i yeah, they're, they're, uh, I literally have it right here. There are only my only complaint is that there are portions where it dragged, and by that I mean like it was a lot of them setting up or like walking around the ring trying to find where they put the weapons. Yeah, which... uh, I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of insight into Sadika from again. Oh, Lauren really? And Sean. Okay, do tell. Please. Uh, apparently, she has this like. Apparently, Sadika used to have this like mystique behind her when she wrestled in like Mexico and did like lucha stuff there of like being very stiff and being uh, like hurting a lot of people. Oh, really? Uh, but that kind of mystique doesn't really transfer over very well, I guess, because it's like, oh, she just hurts a lot of people. That seems bad for business. Mm. Um, and the fact that she kind of does whatever the hell she wants in the ring, she doesn't really like do a match she doesn't really like she she doesn't really like do like a match flow i've heard she kind of just kind of does whatever oh, and okay. and usually like her opponent has to be very like like if she has a good like ring general opponent to keep like things in check it's usually fine but if it's mm. not if, if she if they don't then it's kind of gets weirdly paced and feels like odd because it's kind of just sadika doing whatever and then the person trying to play along like this, it kind of came across a lot in uh, her match in Planet Death. Yeah, because she went against Jimmy Lloyd, and Jimmy Lloyd is not a ring general in any sense of the word. J- Jimmy Lloyd is very much a uh, play his role kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. that match, that match at Planet Death, ended up being weird between them, and kind of felt oddly paced. Okay, I- yeah, I knew it. Okay. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, that was a very... I thought the exact same thing, and I was like, that's just me? Yeah, no, I... Uh, there was a lot... There's a lot of... Like I said, there was a lot of hype behind Sadiqa because of the weird mystique she had in Mexico, but now it's kind of wearing off because... I don't know. Doesn't seem... Good, I guess. Like, uh, the two Sadiqa matches I saw this weekend were, both felt very slow and very, like, kind of boring. And I mm. wasn't really into them, so... I don't know. I actually quite. I I don't know. I get, without knowing that, I actually quite enjoyed Pagano versus Sadika only because like Pagano literally did not take her seriously at all at the start of this match. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, 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 okay, so slight flex. I speak Spanish also, and I can understand it pretty well. He was just calling her a bitch. Like, he's like, this fucking bitch right here. Like, what's she doing here? <laughs> and I, I enjoyed how, like, as this match, like, went further on, they eventually got to the point where it was like, okay, this bitch could actually fight. So I guess I'm going to have to actually do a death match with her if I'm going to fucking beat her. I can't just, like, technically wrestle her in the ring like he was doing for the start of this match. It's just weird for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are we doing chain wrestling in a fucking death match? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll watch it. I guess it made sense with the the fact that he didn't really like he was, he didn't take her seriously. Uh, there were a couple fun. There were a couple uh good spots here that I liked. Uh, <laughs> she suplexed him onto a ladder and a door and a couple chairs, which is I was like, why did you not use the ladder? <laughs> why did the ladder just lay on the ground on the outside the whole time? Yeah, there was also like a table that they set up that didn't end up getting used. I think. Yes, there was that. Okay, so now. See, now, the ladder and your thing makes a lot more sense now. Because yeah. she suplexed Pagano onto the ladder, and then basically he got a ladder out, and she's like, I'm not using this ladder. And he was like, okay, just suplex me onto it then. Yeah, that was brutal. That was a good spot, though. That It was a good spot. It was just like, now now a lot of these things, like, these make sense. Like, there were points where, like they were just around the ring chopping each other, and I liked it. Yeah. It was just, I, I guess for me, not knowing about her being uh, not a ring general, I guess the word is just like... It helped this match for me because I was like, okay, I get this match. I get what you're going for here. Mm-hmm. There was uh, when she she put Pagano through a door on the outside with a torneo, which I thought was great. Yeah. Uh, Pagano actually won this mm-hmm. uh, with the springboard code breaker, and the light tubes did not break because for some reason they collected these light tubes were just... They were, I am the tabling this shit. Yeah, a lot of, that happened a lot during uh, uh, Bloodsport. There was a couple of matches where the the tubes just didn't, like. You mean a Planet Death? Yeah, Planet, I keep, I keep mixing up Bloodsport and Planet oh, Death. Oh, don't worry. We, it's, but, you but know, yeah, the match, Planet, I, Planet Death, it's just like, I don't know, the yeah. light tubes just didn't. Pacing issues aside, I thought these two did a good job, and that's mainly, I, it's probably because I just, like, was like, okay, I, I, I get the story going, but now that I know this, it kind of takes a little bit away from the match, not gonna yeah, lie. Like, I don't know, it was, like, to me, it was, like, fine. I wasn't, like, that into it, and it was, like, some crazy spots, but it was, it was, it was okay. Honestly, it felt like just these two were just, it felt like these two were just actually fighting each other, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Like, you know, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, these two did a good job of feeling like these two were legit just stiffing, like, just topping each other and being like, fuck, I'm tired now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're up? Time to beat this person up again. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, this is the part where the crowd definitely, like, went down a bit. Mm-hmm. And then, holy fucking moly, the next match, this crowd fucking came alive. This is the tag team match, Laredo Kid, or Laredo Kid's team versus Gringo Loco's team. Yeah, this one was, this this match was good. Fuck this, this, this match fucked. This match was this really, match really fucked. good. This, like, the crowd died a bit on that match because it was slow-paced and weirdly paced, which... Again, we went through that already. This match is where the crowd was like, and we're back up, we're back up and ready to go. I love this match. I'll be real. I fucking loved it. They, all three, all three members of each team looked fantastic in this match. There were so many good spots between them that looked, it was just peak Lucha shit, and I was all for it. There were so many good spots here. I thought, abysmal was a new competitor I've never actually seen in one of these matches, and I was impressed with him. He has a really cool look to him, too. It's like some, uh... So he looks like a supervillain, to be honest. Yeah, he does. He does. It was... Which fits very well into Grinko Loco's team. Let's I agree. See, uh, there were... 
God, there were so many. Like, I literally could, like, sit here. Like, if it wasn't the fact that we're nearing on, like, an hour and a half of this, I could sit here and talk about their offense all fucking day. There were just, oh, my God. Let's see, which one that I can think of that's, like, the, ugh, there was the fucking whole ridiculously awesome springboard head scissors from uh, ASF onto Gringo. Yeah. Which he then, which ASF then followed up by tilt-a-whirling, like, from member to member of Team Gringo Loco. Until he took Gringo down with another head scissors, and I was like, that fucked. That was sick. Mm-hmm. Forrest had a bunch of really good tornado DDTs on Gringo and Flamita, and then a fucking moonsault torneo, which sounds wild when you think about it, onto a Gringo and a Beastma, which was fantastic. Uh, let's see. There were. Let's see. There was the great spot where Gringo held Juarez uh, in a tombstone, and Flamita kicked him in the face up so that. A Beesmo could then slam him into the mat with Gringo. Like it's just there's just shit like that. So many good fucking spots. Gringo Loco team one after they got ASF in an electric chair position. On the top rope, they spun him around and then sat out, power bombed him, and picked up the win. Yeah. This match was bonkers. This match just been added. There's so many I, crazy I, spots in this match. Uh it, like couldn't do it justice. Yeah. Uh every I think everyone came out looking like a million bucks. Uh this match was... I think this match should have main evented. Personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought this, you thought this, it should have main evented? I think the sixth person should have main evented. I think... Mm. Uh, Wagner Jr. in Psycho Clown uh, was good. It was a good main event. It just felt weird. It just felt weird to me. Like, I get like I get that... Like It felt weird to me that... Just go with me on this. It felt weird to me that a death match was... The main event of a Lucha show. True. Sure. You know I what that. I mean? Like I, like I get that lucha isn't all just flippy shit, and it's it's a wider genre than we give it credit for, and it, they do a lot of stuff in lucha, and sometimes lucha gets extreme, like in the main event. Mm-hmm. But I think if we're really trying to show off the lucha style of wrestling, I think this six person should have been invented because it was lucha to the core, right? Hmm. Okay, yeah, I get that. I think I'm inclined to agree a bit. The only reason why I am willing to think that they're willing to stick with Wagner and Psycho Clown is when we'll get into the match later. This is that this match had so much goddamn history to it that I did yeah. not realize. Yeah, this, they, they, apparently there was a really long and arduous story to the match. Uh, oh, up in the main don't event. worry. I'll, I'll go into that when we get into it. But, uh, Can't let's, let's wait. but yeah, we do, we do have one more match in between first, which is AR Fox versus Ninja Mac, which was... Uh, very good. You know, it's AR it was, Fox, it's Ninja Mac. Let them go. They're going to be good. Uh, yeah. I literally wrote, like, it's basically the same vibe of Blake Christian versus AR Fox, but just with more flippy shit because it's Lucha now. Exactly. It was very and good. Great, great spots. Uh, there was the AR Fox trifecta of cutters after he uh, took a Fosbury flop from Mac. There was the running elbow from Mac that just destroyed Fox and sent him just. He just sent him to the outside. <laughs> Didn't even get his... There was that. There was all the spots that Fox, you know, him doing, like, skidding the cat, kissing his valet, skidding the cat back into the ring and dropping mm. his opponent. Just peak Air Fox and Minji Mac shit. Yeah, it was very solid. Air Fox won it after he dodged a Phoenix Splash from Mac and then crushed him with a 450. Yeah, that was uh, really good. It was a great match. Like, I can't even deny it. Like, Ninja Mac's another person that had a lot of really good matches this week. Especially his Bloodsport match. His Bloodsport match was fucking choice. Oh, yeah. Ninja Mac and Bloodsport was very interesting. 
It was he had one of the best matches on that card, funnily enough. Like it was to quote Curtis, it was peak Tekken shit. It was like some Eddie Gordo shit when he killed you uh Yoya with the fucking spinning roundhouse kick to the back of the neck. Yeah, that's like I mean, who hasn't seen that gif in the wrestling world and it was absolutely bananas. Love it. Like were you trying to kill him? Evidently, yes. Poor (laughs) Yoya. I literally had my brother watch. He's like, picture perfect, foot to back of neck into floor. Like, like God, like goddamn uh, ninja, goddamn ninja back. Uh, Yoya had more matches this weekend. Relax. Bro, I, 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 I literally have watched so many Janaikai and Yoya matches, and I like them both a lot. But neither one of them have won any of their matches I've seen. Yeah. And I'm like, why do they always lose? And like Chris said, one of these days I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna just. Not watch a match with the two of them, and they're gonna win it on that match. Yep, I'm gonna be like motherfucker. Yeah, all right. Main event, main event time. Main event time. Psycho Clown versus Doctor Wagner Jr. The TLDR of this is that Doctor Wagner and Psycho Clown were basically nine and zero each in a mask versus mask or mask versus hair match until these two decide to challenge each other, and Psycho Clown won and took Doctor Wagner's mask. So he. They do not like each other on principle here. Because, you know, in Lucha World, you take someone's mask. It's like the greatest disrespect you can do to them. Yep. Uh, side note. I think I wrote here is that... <laughs> I, I like how every time a Lucha just takes their mask off, they're just weirdly handsome. Every fucking time. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Wagner, I was like, he's a good-looking guy. But uh, this match, I have to say, was good. But it went to great because of the crowd. Yeah, the I don't crowd know was how the hot. crowd after all these matches, was still hot that for this match, they played so well into Wagner and Clown, who ate this shit up like it was breakfast, dude. (laughs) Like, Wagner was such a cocksucker for this entire match. Flipping the crowd off, yelling at them in Spanish. Psycho Clown was a great face. The kids that were there loved him. He really did a good job of playing it like the valiant babyface against the shithead, like, old-school heel. Uh, I just, I really liked it. These two had some interesting, <laughs> the the broom spot was interesting. I wasn't expecting them to bring out a fucking broom, if I'm going to be honest, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, broom, uh, a broom to clean up the show. Yep, just, uh, <laughs> bent in half for a spot. <laughs> uh, or the fucking trash can, like the legit trash can that Psycho Clown just found. Yeah, that was funny. There was, uh, <laughs> fucking, uh. What is it, uh, Psycho Clown? There was a point where he lost his mind and he just started whipping the shit out of fucking Wagner, the ref, and, like, a cameraman. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, his name is Psycho Clown. He is a psycho. He just, yeah, he just, he just started beating up everybody. <laughs> there was a great tornado uh, DDT that was assisted by the ropes by Wagner. There was the spot where Psycho Clown drove a chair, like, horizontally first into Wagner's dick with another chair with a golf swing, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, I just really like this match. I think the crowd just really, like, elevated it for me. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, the ending of this match was, I mean, it was a very classic spot, but, uh, I think it works because of the fact of the history of this match. I liked it more, which is, uh, Wagner kicked Psycho in the dick, ripped his mask off, and rolled him up for the win. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a great way to end this match. It played into the story, and it made a lot of sense. I really, really liked this match. And I also liked how after this match, they fuck Wagner fucking challenged Psychosis to a re- or Psycho Clown, sorry, mm-hmm. to a rematch 
for in a mask versus hair match because basically tldr it fuck you dude you took my mask and i haven't been able to get my shit back i want my revenge on you fuck you dude mm-hmm. and i was like yes yes i will watch that yeah overall world on lucha fucked really hard yeah really good show all all in all really good show like if there's any match for the collective that i'd recommend it it's this one what are we what are we giving uh world on lucha uh oh wait, wait did we give uh did we give just spring break anything we give spring break a high man i thought hi man yeah, yeah yeah we did uh world on lucha i'd give it a mark out honestly i agree this was a really like, good show that's like one of my one... favorites of the weekend yeah Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it pretty much, like, there was... The only dip in the match was Sadako and Pagano because of the weird pacing. And I, yeah. that Mikey and I have already gone through why that was the case. Thank you, uh, Lauren and Sean, <laughs> I, Sean for that, because I would never have even realized that. Yeah. I would have just thought it's just because it's a death match, so they're just being slow-paced because it's a fucking death match. That shit hurts. Yeah, so, uh, I think, I, like, I think I agree. It's a mark-out-level card. I think this was a very... I think all the matches were solid and everything delivered pretty World on Lucha well. fucking delivered. Yeah, definitely go check it out if you haven't already, or if you you should. It's definitely worth the the what is it like twelve bucks? It is yep. to buy it on fight. Like go go check it out. You does you, it, mm-hmm. it's really good. All right, well we absolutely. have we have one more show to go through today, uh, and that of course is Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Can we talk about right off the bat how? Effie fought Minoru Suzuki, and yeah. then at Effie fought Minoru Suzuki the night before this, and then woke up at eleven to run a wrestle. No, no, got sorry, woke up to run a wrestling show that started at eleven o'clock. Effie is a work horse when it comes to this type of shit, especially after like that live streamed event that the GCW had during the pandemic. Where he was up for like thirty uh, something hours straight, yeah, yeah. That that right there, that was where I was like, yeah, Effie's a trooper. Effie's the type of guy who's like, you need him to be somewhere, he can do it. Yeah, I mean, but we already kind of knew this. Like, so. what kind of a psychopath is like, all right, so I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna be fighting Minoru Suzuki late at night. You know what I want to do tomorrow? Wake up fucking early and run a wrestling show. Like, dude, <laughs> fucking sleep. <laughs> like, you just fought Murder Grandpa. Maybe sleep it off, Jesus. Nah, there's no, there is no rest for the weary here. No, not even a little bit. Um, anyway, this car, uh, like, 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 right after the Suzuki match, he, he, he went, looked right at the camera, and he was like, he was like, he was like, don't, he was like, get up early tomorrow, it's time for brunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. So let's go over this card really quick. We got, uh, yeah. Uh, Jay Vidal, uh, Jay Vidal taking on Carlos Romo, uh, Max the Impaler versus Edith Surreal, Jordan Blade, Kid Bandit, Shea Purser, Rico Gonzalez, Killian McMurphy, Silvio Milano, and The Whisper in a scramble match, uh, Kaida Murray versus Bill, uh, fucking Bill Dixon, a a four-way tag match between Pretty in Pink, uh, AC Mack and Ashton Starr, Brooke Valentine and Devin, uh, Devon Monroe, and MSP. Uh, which is at Main State Posse, Aiden Agro, and Danger Kid. Uh, Dark Sheik taking on Paro, Alley Catch uh, versus Dirty Dango, and of course, Pimpinella Escarlata versus Effie. Um, this card was also really fun. It was a very fun card. Uh, uh, like I said way back at Spring Break, uh, if the if Faye Jackson's Sweatpants Battle Royale's uh, horniness really, uh, it transitioned into this card too. Yeah, I agree. This card was a, this card was a blast. I really enjoyed it. It was fun though. 
It was, I, it was a very fun time. It was just like it for me. It was like a nice little like breath of fresh air after like watching a lot of like. I, I guess I guess I can't because it was that we saw the greatest clusterfuck, but like mostly serious wrestling, you know. Yeah, that yeah, there's this, a lot of that, that like, like blood feuds, like yeah, yeah, like a lot of blood feuds, a lot of like crazy, like hardcore, like people just like making each other bleed, and then it's like, yeah, this was this. Don't get me wrong, this was serious wrestling, but it had more of a a fun light to it, you know. It had more of it had more energy. It had more of like a. We're here to wrestle, and this show's gonna fucking rule, right? I don't yeah. know. It had it had yeah, it had more of a little like it had more of a punch to it. I feel like it had it had yeah a, a very fun energy that I enjoyed. Yes, Get, the big gay brunches are always a fun vibe. Always. Yeah, I, like, yeah, it was it was just solid. And then they have every once in a while they sprinkle in like a really like hard hitting match that's mm-hmm. just like. I don't know where that came in, but I love it. Yeah, we got a couple. We did. We we did get a couple of those. We did get a couple of very uh, heavy hitting, uh, hard like these people are going to kill each other wrestling matches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like right. we like we had, yeah. Let's so let's go through this card really quick. We had right, like, uh, we're on the home stretch. Let's get this shit. Jay Vidal and Carlos Romo, solid solid opening match. Uh, nothing yeah. nothing really out of, uh, bananas here. Nothing really uh, out of the ordinary. It was just a good wrestling match. I think altogether, it was like fine. Pretty much, yeah, like, it was a good opener is what I put down. Yeah. I had and, uh, nothing really super noteworthy about it. Yeah, it was it was literally just a, it was a solid opener. Yeah. Edith Surreal, Max the Impaler. This match was way earlier in the card than I expected. Yeah. I came out of this match, I, I was surprised with you that this match is early, like you just said. But I also came out of this going, like, why do I feel like Edith did nothing that match? Because it, you know felt, I mean? like, cause it felt like Max, Max was just shaking off all of Edith's offense, right? It like felt like like a not a lot happened for me, and I was like, "That's a shame." Yeah, and then and I like a lot of people were like, a lot of people, I a lot of people liked the ending of Max just like choke slamming Edith through a door on the outside, and it being a count out, like because it, it, it was a lot of people were saying it made Max look like a badass. It was like, yeah, she, it did. Yeah, they just destroyed Edith, right? But like, yeah. I don't know. To me, I don't know. I I I kind of wanted. I kind of wanted like a a real I, I, a real ending, you know. Like I wanted these two. Yeah, like, I feel like that. it's like this isn't just this is like this isn't just some jobber. It's Edith fucking surreal, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I wanted I wanted more out of it. I exactly, guess. yeah. Like I will agree. Like I thought that uh, Max kicking out of the melon baller was a was great because agreed. I think was, that was a was, good call. That was a good call, and Max. Slamming Edith through the door, uh, and then beating the shit af- out of her after the match was good to make it like a monster, but make them look like a monster. Sorry, but like I said, like this Edith fucking surreal, and they every they got like a couple comebacks, and then Max just flattened them. Yeah, yeah, basically. and I was a little sad about that. Not gonna lie, but granted, that's probably because you and I are big Edith surreal fans. So yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't. Yeah, but I. I... This match was like good, but like I wanted more from more. it. Like I know yep. that it's, exactly. it sucks because I know both of these. Like I know Max and I know e. Like I've we've seen Max matches, we've seen Edith matches. Me and you both know both of these. Both of these two wrestlers can can go right. Yeah, and I would have oh, yeah, I would have liked to see them both go, but it felt like if it, it fell a little flat for me. This match, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's uh. Uh, okay, I'm glad to see it wasn't just me with that. Where I was like, anywho, 
Uh, Moving on from that. Next up, we got a a scramble match. Jordan Blade, Kid Bandit, Shea Purser, Rico Gonzalez, Killian McMurphy, Silvio Milano, and and surprise entrant, The Whisper. Yeah. Uh, This is my first Kid Bandit match. Kid Kid Bandit's good. I I love them already. They came out of the curtain, and they started writing every contestant's name down in the death note they came out with, and I was like, I didn't even notice that! And I fucking love it. (laughs) I didn't even realize they did that. Awesome. Yeah, the whole time, like they were just looking at each person, just writing their name down. I'm like, oh my god, you're writing their name down the death note. I'm like, fantastic, literally the best. <laughs> I already like you, and I haven't even seen you wrestle yet. I liked this. Is, this is like good. Like this is a fun scramble match that I think benefited because a lot of the people in this match had very strong personalities. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was. Uh, I think. I mean, yeah, that it, it was a. I think that's why scramble matches are so fun. Because scramble mm-hmm. matches are the place for people with a lot of strong personality to just, like, clash, right? Yeah. It was very nice. Like, seeing, uh, let's see, there were plenty of spots here that I could go through. Mm-hmm. That, uh, let's see, let's pick one of these. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I, I want to talk more about Bandit's, Bandit's spot had a spot where they did the You Can't Simp Me, which fucking, that made me laugh quite a bit. Yeah, and they did, like, the, the Maki Ito, like, salute fall into, yeah. like, the elbow drop. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Blade and uh, Milano had a really nice spot where they, like, just powered off everybody when they tried to jump them at the beginning, which mm-hmm. I thought was a good way to show them off. Gonzalez had a wild-looking moonsault off the ring post onto everybody, which I was like, alright, yeah, just, just jump off the fucking ring post. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, McMurphy had a good lariat, the white bandit out. It was a good match. Like, I just really... I came out going, like, I would be fine watching a match from any of those people again. Yeah, I agree. I, it was it was solid, and I would love to see uh, the rest of the the rest of like uh, all the rest of the people in this scramble in their own matches for sure. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, uh, Blade ended up choking Bandit out when they missed the Phoenix Splash for the win. Which yeah, I guess the Death Note. Uh, not now. Maybe at a later date. Yeah, may, it'll work eventually. I'm sure. At a later date, it will happen. I would love, I would love for Kid Bandit to fight everyone in this in this match individually and win, and then just like hold up the Death Note and be like, "I told you." That would be amazing long term booking. That would be incredible. I would love that. All right, next up we got Kaida Murray versus Bill Dixon. This match was a slobber knocker. Yeah, Kaida Murray, Bill Dixon. I I just have written down here a very slow but hard hitting match. Like this match was an absolute slobber knocker. These two uh, just went for it, and I. Apparently, there's some history between these two. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, I, if I recall correctly, uh, Bill and Kita are like... I think it's like Kita's basically saying like he's the baddest... Like He is the baddest bitch on the block, basically. Uh-huh. But Bill is like, no, that's me. Fuck off. Yeah. And uh, uh, this is basically him trying to show Bill that, like, yeah, no, I'm better than you, basically. I At mean, least that's what I got out of it. I mean, he won the match, so... <laughs> he did. After he low blowed him, <laughs> yeah, double under DDT, smashed his leg with a chair, locked the figure forward, and forced the tap, which was fucking brutal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a very, it was Ooh. a pretty brutal matchup. Uh, I, I think it was. It, this was one. I think this was one of those three matches on this card that was like, wow, this one they went hard, right? Oh like, yeah, they went like in. Bill. Bill fucked Murray up a couple times here. Like, he... There was the one where he threw Murray into the top rope, and they just fell out into the ring, and then they went out after them, and 
chopped the shit out of them mm-hmm. and suplexed them onto the concrete. And I was like, that fucking sucks. That's just concrete. Yeah, that's that's there's nothing there, man. They did a good job. Like they these two did a real good job with each other. I agree. It was a solid and, a solid matchup, and I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, like they, like you said, there's always like that one or two like Harding matches just sprinkled in the brunches that's just like, oh shit, we're doing oh, this now. Yeah, oh shit, y'all are fighting. Like, I think, the, I think the last time that we did this, when we did uh, brunch, I think it was JD Drake versus I'm forgetting his name right now. Who's the cult? Uh, who's the uh, the leader of the the cult? Um, uh, enjoy wrestling's champion right now. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll be young. MV Young. It was JD Drake Young was the one where I was like, "This match is just a fucking slobber knocker in the middle of the ra- in the middle of this card." Mm-hmm. Just there. Yeah, it, that was great. It was it was great. Um, mm-hmm. so let's get into the uh, the scramble match with the tag teams. Yeah, this was a four way tag or team match. Gauntlet, kind of. It was yeah, it was kind of a gauntlet match, wasn't it? Because they kind of entered it like different times. Yeah. So we start off with uh, Mac and Star against Main State Posse. Mm-hmm. Aiden Agro and Danger Kid. I. Loved how they started having a dance party in the middle of the match, and Ashton's on the fucking apron. He's like, the fuck are we doing? We're, it's a wrestling match. What's happening? I audibly got a laugh out of me. Yeah. Uh, the star and... This, uh, the thing of the way, the way this match works is that each... You can't pin anyone until every team is in the ring, mm-hmm. which I found is funny because everyone who came into this ring kept trying to pin the other one. And the ref was like, come something. on! I'm just like, duh, someone didn't read the fucking itinerary today of what the met rules were. Yeah. So that was good. A danger kid ch- chopped Mac in the dick when he was in the middle <laughs> rope, which I thought was hilarious. Got him. Mm-hmm. Next up, enter after that was a Pretty in Pink or Petty in Pink. Sorry, Petty in Pink. Yeah, my bad. Monroe and Perry. Uh they brawled on the outside. Star and Mac had two huge running kicks on the other teams. Uh, yeah, Star and Mac really were like like the standout team here for me because they actually like worked really well together for a team that's not like an established team. Yeah. Oh no, never mind. It was Monroe and Perry for a second. I fucked that up. <laughs> no worries. Monroe Perry. Then after that, it was P- Petty and Pink and McQueen and Kenzie cleared the ring. Mm-hmm. The, they threw everyone into a pile so Kenzie could jump off the top and take everyone out. Then they got super kicked in the face by every team in the match. Yeah, which was very payback. good. Very nice. Uh, I'll say it again. Like I said, last time I saw Devon Monroe... Uh, Devon, um, last time I saw McQueen fight, I love McQueen's personality in the ring. Yeah. I really do. Very yeah. good. Dylan McQueen is a great, great, great showman in the ring, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there was a... Li- oh, now I'm remembering now. If you get pinned when everyone's in the ring, you get eliminated from the match. Yeah, it was an eliminate. It was a weird. It was like an elimination style match, so it ended up being. Uh, what were the final two teams? It was Petty and Pink, and I. Star and Mac uh, hit the uh, the scissor axe kick, scissor me timbers, and the pedigree on my rowing kids. So it was then it was Star and Mac versus Petty and Pink, I believe. Yes, it, I, I believe you're right. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to get it right. I just realized. Wait a second. What happened to some of these teams? This I must have missed some eliminations here. Yeah, yeah, it kind of got it kind of got a little uh, things got a little yeah. lost. Because I remember after this elimination with Monroe and Kid, a couple so, uh, a couple of the eliminations happened fast. Yeah, because Star then scissor kicked Dixon in the back then and said, "Get the fuck out of here, bitch!" Mm-hmm. And Kenzie booted him in the gut, or they, they got booted in the gut by Star. But then Star went for the axe kick again. And Kenzie kicked him in the dick mid scissor kick, which is great. Yep. 
and did the package pile driver, and then they won. And I remember going like, "Wait, what the fuck? You won?" Yeah, me I too. Only saw one, one elimination though. Yeah, once the match ended, I was like, "Oh, I guess the other teams also got eliminated." Okay, cool, <laughs> whatever. I was that that did confuse. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't the one. I was like, I remember being even the commentary was like, "Wait, oh, that's the end." Yeah, like, yeah. I think I think I we, only... we we missed a couple, but you're I think I think you're right on that. Either we missed a couple or something happened that the other teams just didn't could not compete. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I, I don't know. It's fine. I don't know. It, it turned out to be fine, and it, the match ended up being good anyway. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, greed. And uh, yeah, Petty and Pink came out with a victory, uh, and ended up winning them winning this match in a uh, yeah. a, a neat fashion, and it ended up being solid. The next mm-hmm. match coming up, of course, we got Dark Sheik taking on Paro. David and Goliath of a match I've ever seen one. Oh yeah, big uh, time. The table. I remember the first thing I remember is the table no sold, no sold it when Paro threw Sheik into it, as per usual. I was like, "Fuck you, table." GCW doors they refuse to break constantly. Always. Uh, there was the nasty torture rack by Paro that. He ended by just tossing Sheik off his back, mm-hmm. which was nasty. Yep. As I just said, uh, there was Sheik's comeback thanks to a Johnny Cage nut punch, which I will never not love when she does it. Oh, yeah, it's very Run- good. Mm-hmm. The running slice bed, bread, pop-up double stomp, and leg drop from the top. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a Sheik's got uh, her bread and butter, as it is. Hey. Hey. You fucking slice bread, baby. There was one where the Paro then caught Sheik in midair when she tried to spin and kick him from the top rope, and he just threw her across the ring. Mm-hmm. Threw her into the ref, and Poyo Del Mar, who came out with Sheik yep. as the, as her manager, which I was like, oh, that's a thing now. Okay. That was cool. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He threw Sheik into the ref and Poyo, because Poyo was on the rope and was talking shit to Paro and the ref. Yeah. And- <laughs> And the po- ref and Poyo went through the table on the outside. Yeah, Poyo got wrecked. <laughs> that big, was a good big spot, props though. to Poyo Damar for just taking, just getting destroyed. Yeah, that was a good one. And so then Paro's like, "Well, I'm just gonna keep powering the fuck out of Sheik mm-hmm. to send a message to Effie." I assume because he stared right down at the camera. And I think said Effie's name. He and said then- no. He, what he did was he he said. He kept power bombing. He kept power bombing. Um, uh, Sheik. Power-bomb. He kept power bombing Sheik over and over and over again. And then he and after the ref was down, uh, uh, Paro looked right into the camera and he went, he went, Effie, send a ref out or she dies. Oh yeah. Or or he or was like, send a ref out or I'll fucking kill her. Something like that. You I know. I think that was a yeah. And then out of nowhere, in the middle of the Sheik rolled up Paro and Effie. <laughs> With, with a, a restaurant shirt. now, sprints out the back. <laughs> one, two, three, leaves. <laughs> so so good. And, and Peril looks beside himself, and she's like, hey, "Fuck you, bitch! Get outsmarted." She gets up winning. Oh my god, what a what a great ending to this match of Peril being like, "Effie, send a ref out, or I'll fucking kill her." And Effie's like, "You want a ref? I'll give you a ref. It's me, bitch." <laughs> I thought this match up until this point was like it was a solid match, and then that ending, I was like, "All right, this match is great." Because yeah. Effie and Paro have had a long feud with each other mm-hmm. through many brunches that we've been through. Yeah, Paro's been and showing up and kind of like trying to ruin it. I think they've had a, a last man standing match. I think before with each other. Have they? Interesting. I think because someone put out a, this is because I was looking at Effie's Twitter. 
Uh, and they put out a thing where uh, they were like, remember when Paro and Effie had that last daddy standing match? That was it. Oh, right. Yeah. Fear the gay agenda. So, like, it's just, I just like, so I was like, ah, yeah. actual long-term booking between two people who just consistently have an issue with each other in this, yeah. these gay brunches. I'm like, good. Effie, hit, Effie hitting him with the fast count was really good. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Paro and him haven't had a actual match on the brunch yet. Yeah. Effie's me, commentated me, it. He's now too. been the ref. He's come out after the match, but he's never actually had the match with him. Mm-hmm. That maybe it'll be later. Man, we'll see. We'll see. I would love to see it though. I would too. I think it'd uh, make a match. Yeah, that, that I th- I, again, that ending was really good. I think it really served this match well, and it was uh, mm-hmm. great to see um, Sheik get a win, especially after mm-hmm. like a, a match in kind of similar fashion with uh, Surreal and, and Max ended in a completely opposite way. Yeah, um, I well, think it, I think it was nice to see Sheik get the the David and Goliath victory. Mm-hmm. Very much a fan of this of that ending. So uh, let's get into oh man, if you thought Ali catches Mickey James's horny energy, this match will give you a fucking run for his money. <laughs> like every up to this point, like you know, like this is what I, when I said that the gay brunch had a lot of horny energy, I was mainly talking about this match because this match was just. Yeah, just this, horny. This, this match, match, it was just this like, match was bonk. Go to horny jail. <laughs> yeah, just there was there they, there was parts where they had dueling la- uh, Dirty Dango and Catch had dueling lap dances. Uh, yeah, literally to start this match, Dango stole uh, Allie's <laughs> the 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 panties that she took off at, at, over yep. her wrestling gear. Stole that. He at one point gyrated in Allie's face after mounting a puncher in the corner, and then she humped him in the face several times until he threw to the outside. I was like, okay. Then Dango just randomly decided to chop her, and not really chop her. He chopped, and he chopped the ring post, which fucking looked like it hurt a lot. You know, I never, I never thought about how much that spot must suck until I like saw oh, it happen. Dude. Until I like. I saw like a post on. I saw like somebody comment on like a, a, a like a Reddit post of like a gif of it, and they'd be like, "I'd never want to take that spot, man. My hand wouldn't stop hurting for days." And I was like, "Yeah, they're just like voluntarily like smacking a giant metal pole really hard, huh? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, just, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen too? Like, you see the pole, and you're like, "Well, time for my hand to hurt for the yeah. rest of the day." Like, they're just kind of just doing that, and that's like, ouch! Like, that must suck. That must mm-hmm. suck to do. This match also was funny to me because Fandango was just in this ring and like would try to like be like, "Stop! No, we're not doing this horny ener- this horny fight thing. We're not doing this." And Allie was like, "You started this, man. Yeah, this. You, listen, you did this. You did this, and it was hilarious. Cause the crowd would like try to egg Allie on. He'd be like, "Stop it! Yep, fucking stop." <laughs> Which is funny. He was a very good straight man in this match. Yeah, I agree. It was very uh, very. Uh, Oh yeah, I remember. I forgot. There's the one where Ali d- grabbed his dick and Atomic dropped him dick first on the back of a chair, which was also <laughs> very funny. Mm-hmm. And then there was the finish where Dango missed the leg drop, and then Ali hit him with one of his own. And he tried to appeal this. So he tried to appeal that catch his sweeter side and be like, "Just leave with me. We can just leave the match together." Mm-hmm. And but as he stepped through the ropes, she spiked him into the mat with a fucking heat seeker pile driver and won. Isn't it weird how isn't isn't it weird how uh, Allie Catch and her ex boyfriend have the same finisher? Oh my! Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you uh, heard MJF dated 
for a they while. They dated? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, for a little while. This is news to me. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny that they both did the Heat Seeker, but... Like, it's hilarious, but yeah. I, just, uh, I just got hit with that out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, then. Yeah, that was, a, that was a thing that happened for a little while, because there, like there was like a tweet about it. I, like, MJF cut a promo at some point in AEW, and Ali Catch made a comment about it, and like the the comment was about i don't know it i got to go back and find it but i'll 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 send it to you but it was i just thought it was funny that's all but yeah this the ending of this match was good Alley catch finally gets a fucking dub <laughs> in GCW uh she she finally gets a dub on like a big show like after seeing losses on like Hammerstein and like Spring Break right she had the, mm. her getting the win over Dirty Dango here was felt good Finally, yeah, finally, and then this match. Uh, this match was good. good. It was solid. Yeah, it's good. They lean, they very much lean to the horniness of this match. But I mean, if you're gonna go one, if you're gonna go, you guys will just fucking commit to it. That's true. I guess. Yeah, I As guess. Mike so. and I always say, commit to the bit. Commit to the bit. Just go in. If you commit to it, it be, like you just gotta commit. If you if you give up on it, it's gonna be worse. We gotta finish it out with Pimp, uh, Pimpinella Escarlata versus Effie. Pimpinella Escarlata, a a uh, huge name in the uh, the gay wrestling scene. Uh, taking on Effie, another huge name in the gay wrestling scene in the main event. Uh, and it was... I thought this match was great. It, it was exactly what it needed to be. Very much a fun match. There wasn't a lot of wrestling involved with this match, but it was, like I said, it was with this match. It was a very... It's a feel-good ending to this, paper, to this card, if I were to put it. Yeah, it, it was exactly what it needed to be, and it was just solid. Uh, it was fun. F, Effie... Did a bunch of like Effie and Pimpinella did a bunch of funny bits back and forth where they were just like, you know, biting each other's nipples and doing nipple just just a, just being themselves and it was nice. Yeah, pretty much. It was uh, it was good. I there, Pimpinella really like had a they they felt like they had a very good time for this match. Yeah, Pimpinella is just funny. I think Pimpinella yelling. Very good. Yelling musica and then Spanish music playing. Yeah, the them dancing around the ring. I was not expecting uh, Escalator to bite Effie's crotch and his bare ass that was while so they fought funny. in the crowd. That was I was so like, funny. "What? God, that was so good." Effie was just like, "Yes, bite my dick in my ass." Yeah, I in mean, the middle like, of this fight again. Why not? Like you said, you gotta commit. Then there was the ending of this, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> it was. Just very entertaining. Mm-hmm. They got into the chop fight. Escalada tried to kiss Effie, but but kissed the ref instead. <sighs> Effie tried to kick Escalada, but booted the ref instead. And after all of that, Escalada oh, that ref- rolled him up for the win. That referee, by the way, uh, had I I tweeted about I tweeted about that kick on the Indie Waters Twitter, and we actually got a reply from that referee who took we that who, who took that that kick to the face. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Hold on, let me find it really quick. <laughs> so I I tweeted when it happened. I tweeted the ref the ref absolutely ate that kick. Holy moly! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then and then a few days later, like four days after the big gay brunch, we got I have a, a tweet reply from referee Jesse Fields says still <laughs> still feeling it days later. <laughs> And yeah, I said, we hope, I I like, said, we hope you recover well and that the soreness wears off. Thank you for being brave and taking that kick. Yep. 
Yeah, I remember when he took that. I was like, "Ooh, that was a fucking kick to the face." Yeah, no, there was he like that. Like you, you watched that and you were like, "Oh man, he didn't have like he didn't have time to get his hands up." Effie just like full sent that kick, and it was just boot to face. Like there was no, there was no hiding that one, man. He just he just ate it. Yeah. I was like, I "Oh was... no!" Yeah, it's like holy fuck, dude. Like. But yeah, no, the match ends. Uh, Effie does a very nice speech talking about how Pimpinella basically set the foundation for a lot of queer wrestling and like, uh, I don't want to put this uh, say we say Latino for like uh, wrestling promotions. They went through a lot of uh, trials and arches, but now we are here. We are today where gay wrestling is being celebrated, mm-hmm. and uh, basically a, a legend in the gay wrestling community. And a ve- like, like I said, a very nice ending to this card of this is a fun card to be honest yeah 100 percent. this card was a blast like it was very fun to watch i really really enjoyed it um it felt like i said i felt like a breath of fresh air after a lot of like hardcore deathmatch wrestling and a hardcore uh like you know just a weekend of just like a bunch of i don't know it, it just felt like a bunch of hardcore wrestling and this was just like a nice like yeah, wrestling can, like, uh, like, it was just a nice reminder that, like, wrestling, wrestling doesn't always have to be bonkers serious or have, like, a super bloody match, or, like, have a bunch of super bloody matches or, like, need people taking, like, light tubes to the dome to be good, right? Wrestling can just be fun, and that's great, right? Like, re- like wrestling yeah. can just be enjoyable and fun to watch and just leave just leave a good feeling in your heart, and that's what Big Gay Brunch always does for me. It just is, like, I always, that's why... I always make it a point to watch it because I know for a fact that it's going to have that feeling of like, it's going to have, it's going to have that feel good. Uh, you're you're going to get those feel that the, the good feels at the end of it. Right. Like no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. It's a, uh, it was a nice, uh, for me, this is, uh, this wasn't my end of the collective. I watched mission pro after this. Uh, I'm going to shamelessly plug it now. Fucking watch mission pro wrestling's card. It was oh, banger, card bangers too. only. Bangers only was fucking great. Was it? Watch was it, it? Was it only bangers? Only bangers. Very good. At least I, I Apt, had a great aptly time watching named. It. Aptly named. Support women's wrestling. Support gay wrestling. Support wrestling in general. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Go support your local indie scene. Wow. We uh hit we hit the two hour mark on this fucking episode. God damn. Yeah. Long long episode here. Um. Uh. Well. Uh. If I think it'd be a good idea for us to put timestamps maybe in the. Uh, so that if they, people want to look at certain cards, they can look at certain cards. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, definitely definitely do that. You're the man. <laughs> um, yeah. This so that's that was our review of the collective throughout this week. Of course, we had episodes uh, on Wednesday and Friday as well. Uh, so you should go check out the other two episodes. One of one, the first on Wednesday it was me, Sean, and Lauren, and we were talking uh, BLP Norm. And of course, Planet Death. Uh, Zach, you also had an episode on fr- uh, on Friday. What what did you guys talk about over there? We and who uh, and who me, were your guests? Me, Ashley, and Amanda talked from How to Take Friends at Wrestling. Talked about Glory Pro's uh, wrestling's uh, card. Uh, me and Curtis are one of our newest members of the Countout Network, though not the newest one now. <laughs> uh, talked about Bloodsport. We gushed over it. We literally. Sp- Speed ran through that card. So how much we love that card, and then finally, 
Hold on. Uh, I almost forgot. How could I forget? Me and Ryan talked about For the Culture. Mm-hmm. And it was... I had a great time talking with all of them. It was nice to uh, talk with Curtis for the first time. And uh, also nice to get, like, a nice one-on-one with Ashley and Amanda. Because usually when I talk to them, it's at happy hour. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to get to talk to everyone. Of course, Ryan, I've had plenty of talk times to talk with Ryan one-on-one. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to talk with Ryan because he's a very... Uh, He's got a very good mind when it comes to the wrestling business and thinking about stuff that I normally wouldn't think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. We, so we've had we've good had fun. a lot of fun episodes this week. If you want to go see a bunch of more uh, reviews on the collective weekend, of course, go check out those episodes throughout the week that we posted here on Indie Waters. And of course, the rest of the Canada Network has also been buzzing about the collective. So go check out the other shows on the Canada Network, such as Pure uh, with Sean Taggart. Uh, Your Dose of Death with Lauren Rosenberg, How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling with Ashley and Amanda, uh, Okada's Shorts with Curtis and Rafe, uh, Ryan Knightsey, of course. Ryan Knightsey and Scott, of course, have Ring Post Radio. Uh, man, we have so many so many shows and so many cool articles here on the Canada Network, which you can find all uh, at com, Or you can, of course, subscribe wherever you can find your podcast. And we would appreciate it if you give us a five-star rating over on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, it would really help a growing podcast like ourselves get a, get our name out there a little bit more. Uh, and we would really appreciate it if you went to our store over at com slash store and got some of our merch. We sell a bunch of different fun t-shirts. We're selling an Indie Waters t-shirt still, so go get yours today. Uh, you would. Uh, it's a really cool shirt. I really like it. Of course, I'm biased because I designed it, but <laughs> I think you'll like it too. Uh, it, they're all... I, I've, uh, from reviews from people who have worn the shirt... It is very soft and very breathable and a very good uh, fabric. So go get mm. those shirts now on countoutpod.com slash store and go follow us on social media. You can follow Indie Waters at Indie Waters on Twitter and you can follow the Countout Network at countoutpod on Twitter and you can follow the Countout Pod also on Facebook, uh, countoutpod, uh, Countout or Wrestling Podcast Network over on Facebook and you can go subscribe to YouTube under the same name. Uh, I believe that's all my plugs. Oh, next week we're taking a break. By the I way, was, I was listening. Next I was week, I was like, it's like, is he ever going to mention that we're taking the break next, next week? week? Next week we're taking a break. Uh, we we did we put out three episodes this week. We're fucking tired. Like, yeah, if, if you've seen the meme about uh the uh dad stop and it's like it's wrestling time. That was me and Mikey this weekend. Yeah, we was just like. But, but Grandpa, I don't want to watch wrestling no more. Well, that's too damn bad. Mm, yeah, or it could be the the meme of like, dear, it's time for your weekly independent wrestling show. And me and Mike are just like, yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> um, that, that, was, that was me and him by the end of this weekend. Still a fun-ass weekend. Great Yeah, season. still great wrestling. God, am I tired. But yeah, I'm beat. We watched a ton of wrestling uh, last oh. weekend. So we're just going to take a short break uh, for next Ooh. week. And then we'll come back hard. We'll come back hard. And we'll watch some some more. We'll get back to it uh, in the regular the swing, swing of things. things. Yeah, uh, in uh, a couple of weeks. That'll actually be a surprise episode until they read the description, then, because we won't actually be able to give them a little sneak peek then. Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're going into that one blind. Very interesting. Uh, Unless that... they read the description, in which case they'll know. That's oh, fine. Don't worry about it. Anyway, that is all for this week's episode of Independent Waters. That is all for our collective review. This is the uh, kickoff. This is the end of the collective reviews, like we said before. Uh, see you all in a couple of weeks, but until then, uh, we have one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring.
has been a Countout Podcast.